listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I got $700 from my last show And I would spend it all on you So baby won't you fall on through Empathy Empathy Time I saw you. What's up with you and old dude? I hope everything is all cool. smooth with the power kicking it up hour after hour cause in this life there's only one winner you better aim straight so you can hit the center in it to win it with the team of four ninja turtles the ones that you gotta adore it's the ninja ninja rap hey welcome to the blackout test podcast with your host rod and karen and we're in the house like Raphael, donatello leo and mike yes maybe even master splinter going at the shredder sometimes casey and of course that whore april o'neill uh, <laughs> but yeah it's the blackout tips on a thursday afternoon uh but a very special thursday you know best very special thursday uh i think this might be the f- a first for the show actually i think so too but uh let me just say you should recognize the voice that you heard when the show started because he's been on the, the show a lot you know he's a repeat repeat guest um but in case you don't uh it's my man comedian chris lamberth and hey. uh yeah man how you doing uh you can find him on chris at chris lamberth.tumblr.com and uh youtube uh chris lamberth dot uh chris lamberth comedy 
just go ahead. The links will be in the show notes. Very funny dude, man. Look at that stand up on YouTube. It's funny. Um, and, uh, he's always dropping some knowledge and sharing stuff with people about music and all this stuff. Um, so he's actually the dude that put me on one of my favorite, uh, albums ever, uh, which is, uh, Tehran and, uh, Aomari, um, a sucker for pumps. But, uh, it's Chris Lambert's birthday, y'all. Yes, hey. it is. Behold, the only thing greater than yourself, Chris Lambert. That's right. You supposed to start crying, man. That's uh. That's, oh God. Okay, yeah, I didn't know. What, yeah, when uh, uh, I watch Roots, and now I know that uh, when you hold the baby up when it's born, and then it starts crying. So <laughs> <laughs> you're you're supposed to start crying. It's okay. We'll work on that bit. We'll take it back. We'll do this next year, and uh, get, get this thing we'll right. Stop it. Yeah. Um. But then if you want to start crying, some white dude come slap you. Be like, shut that nigger baby up and yeah, yeah, get weird. awkward. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Chris, man, what's up, dude? How are you uh, celebrating your birthday, man? I'm celebrating with you guys. Oh, well, you know what? Ooh. I will drink to that. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, like, I, I kind of celebrated a couple of times, like, earlier, like, uh, Last week, I took myself to a concert in, in New York. I went to go see this dude, uh, this guy named Chaz Bundick, but he goes by the name of Toro Imoa, and he's uh, basically like a multi-instrumentalist from uh, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And I guess like the most mainstream stuff that you probably would have heard would, would have been like remixes that he's done to Odd Future. Like there, there are probably some people that know who he is. I think he did like a remix to Tyler the Creator's French record. Mm. But anyway, he's this this uh he's a, it was really inspiring to see to see him work because he kind of I first heard about him uh through I think Nicholas Nichols the Comp's website yeah. uh from and uh and I think like Dragonfly Jones or one of those guys like retweeted him and he had this video called Still Sound and it was like this song was like really catchy and he was kind of a kind of like a goofy looking dude, but the music sounded good. And I was like, I don't know if these guys are putting him up there to be a joke or what. But I was started listening to his stuff, and I dug it. And uh, so I found out that his new album came out in January called Anything in Return, okay. and I think it's one of the best albums that I've heard so far in 2013. It's kind of got like an R&B vibe to it. It's groovy. So I went to go see him long and short and like he packed out webster hall in new york city which is a, a pretty big venue for like uh any artist to pack out really and and the show was just like magnetic it was amazing he's just like this humble dude that came out with a, a like two guitar players and a drummer and he looked like a nerd like he looked like my filipino and black cousin and <laughs> with like nerdy glasses and he can't it looked like a dude that I went to high school with just started to have a band because he had like a blue button down Oxford shirt and some khakis and he just tore it up. And he was like, Hey guys, uh, I'm going to play some music. And he just ripped it and everybody was just going crazy. And it was just, it was awesome. And, uh, I recommend, I, I recommend this dude. Um, I think he's great. I, uh, and I think like he's one of those artists that where you see him live. And it's almost like it's hard to go listen to his recorded stuff after, you know, hearing him perform live. You know, like, I, I think he's really. Well, he's I'll really definitely uh, I'll check him out, man, for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I'm always interested to hear something, uh, something new yeah. uh, at least one time. 
And, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it may not be, you know, it may not be for everybody, but I mean, it was, it was interesting. It was great. What was great about that being at that show, like it was an 18 and up show, but there, I wasn't the oldest dude there, so I was happy about that. Yeah, you weren't uh, the creepy old guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, cause I was actually, I went there by myself, and, uh, cause I was, none of my friends really knew who he was or anything. So I just went by myself, and, uh, I went and I was standing up front with this, this, there's another guy, a guy and his wife, and we, we started talking, a bunch of us started talking, and then he was like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm here on a work night, and I was, he was like, I'm, th- I was like, I'm 34 years old. I was like, yes. I was like, well, I'm 33 next week. So I was like, you know, we're both, we're both like, we both have to go to work tomorrow, but we, you know, both wanted to see this cat, and, uh, he, he did his thing, man. Like, it's, it's, it was, uh, it was great. I, I really had a good time. That's good, man. Um, and I learn something new every time we get Chris on. Yeah, I guess now when you celebrating a birthday on a Thursday, do you have to work tomorrow? Yeah, I have to work tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, we're we're gonna we're actually gonna have a pizza party tomorrow, so that's something to look forward to. Oh yeah, you can pretend that it's all for you. Yeah, you know, I I kind of suggested <laughs> it because there's another uh, coworker who had her birthday was uh, yesterday. And, uh, it's, it's weird because we used to, at my job, we used to have a birthday party for a, a person. Like if it, if like two people had a birthday in the same month, we would all like get together and put money together and have pizza and soda and stuff. But there was one lady who was kind of like the bad apple who didn't contribute and that kind of tore everything down. Like yeah. she kind of tore. So she's not there anymore. That's, so Karen, like, that's what Karen does at her job. She's that. One. <laughs> she's that. The, Karen's the one that doesn't want to. Uh, that doesn't want to. You know what? You know what? I uh, truthfully, I don't. You know what? I participate in. I participate in the party when everybody like. But like, I found another job. I'm like, yes, I will put in that. <laughs> but all the rest of that bullshit, no. Yeah, I don't yeah. even like work birthday parties because. Uh, then it gets really uncomfortable when I get drunk and start crying about how my life is depending out how I want oh, to. Oh, Lord. And it's like, you know, and that's my birthday thing. And, uh, it's like, well, you're at work, so you shouldn't be able to drink and cry. So it's like, uh, <laughs> fuck it, you know, why even do it at all? Yeah, I mean, it's something that kind of, like, it kind of builds, like, work morale. Like, if you all just kind of hang out and have pizza, you know, like we we do that once a year in Christmas time, uh, but but uh, I think if we bring that back, like people are real stressed out now because a lot there's a lot of changes going on in my job. So yeah, know, I noticed, trying. man, you haven't been on G Chat as much. I was like, shit must be getting real. You can always tell when it's getting real when G Chat uh, turns to is uh, is busy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to disturb Chris. Like, it might be. Well, Rod, you can hit me up anytime, man. It's for right. you, you know, it's, that's nothing. But, uh, no, it, it's just, you know, but people are getting stressed out. I try not to, I try to be above it. But I think if we do this and we start doing it, I think it'll be fun, you know? Like, yeah, it's something to look forward to. Have you ever you been? Think, you, mm-hmm. Go ahead, go ahead. You never think as a kid, like, you're like, I want to be a fireman. I want to be this. And then you're stuck in a cubicle. Right. And, and it's just like you're looking forward to Bagel Friday, and, and you just like, and you just, you're just like, oh, uh, I thought that, um, you know, I, I, and when Bagel Friday is not there, you're kind of pissed off, and right. it kind of fucks up. Why did I even come into work today? I could have had yep. sick days. You yeah. know, it's crazy too because like when I had my GI Joes, 
I did used to set up Lego cubicle forts and uh, make them go to work. And uh, <laughs> no, nobody, nobody wanted to play with me. But you know, of course not. I had a very. Productive, did you have them? Did you have them? Did you deduct uh, money out of their checks for their four hundred one k? Yeah. Too? Well, somebody has to do the office work of fighting Cobra, and mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people That's deny just so boring, that. Sir, mm-hmm. you know, you got mad at Snake Eyes because he got a promotion. Exactly. Snake Eyes got a promotion. Is it because he's black? Right. It was. He was in. He kept yeah. hitting the glass ceiling under Duke. And yep. uh and uh and uh Falcon. Yeah, and you know what they kept saying about Snack Eyes? How that nigga how that nigga get a raise? He don't ever say nothing. Right. We don't that, even know he here half the time. Message. That's how you get a raise. <laughs> if you that black, is you black in corporate America, just, just don't, don't say ever, nothing. Don't ever say a word and uh they'll keep moving just you up the ladder. In and sneak out. But uh Rod, did you ever play the, the G.I. Joe video game? I don't remember, honestly. Like when you brought that up, I was like, I can't remember if I had that one or not. What 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 system was it on? It was it was Nintendo. It was like NES. Like I don't think and, I had it then. Okay, because I I just remember Snake Eyes being the best character, like because he could jump the highest, and he was just the like he was he was the best. Like yeah. uh, it, it was a, actually a pretty good game. Snake Eyes is a walking cheat code in GI Joe. Yeah. Like they make everything so quote unquote realistic in the uh, comic books and stuff. With you know the cartoons, kind of some shit, but in the car in the comic books they try to make everything realistic with bullets and explosions and shit and then yeah. like snake eyes just like sneaks past a uh, tank by cutting it in half with his sword and it's of like course. Well, that would never happen you know uh so we'd be only training ninjas you know we wouldn't even send people out <laughs> with guns and shit you just send in 10 snake eyes that's right and get everything done you want um, yeah but yeah, dog. So um, that yeah, that 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 the, the birthday is gonna be in the cubicle tomorrow. You know, just like you always dreamed. Yeah, you're a little I'm kid. Gonna, I'm <laughs> gonna treat myself to get some some brakes for my truck, some rear brakes, and uh, <laughs> and I'm really gonna do it up, guys. I'm gonna do the big grown man dreams. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I got a, I got a birthday a birthday coupon from Hooters, so. uh I might have to. I might have to hit up Hooters. Oh, on, on the real, we talking about them birthday coupons. Yep. Man, I signed up for everybody's shit. They be like free meal, free dessert. I for like a week, I be cashing that shit in. I'm like, you know what? Fuck buying lunch. They sent this to me three weeks out. I'm cashing in. Now, do yep. um, now, Chris, you were saying that um, you you know you you, you get these grown man dreams and grown man presents and stuff like that to yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, including breaks, um, real breaks and stuff like that. Yeah. Do your parents or friends get you anything? No, uh, no, they don't. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm 33. So it's just like when you, you're, I'm happy to be alive and it, it's nice to see people message you on Facebook and stuff like that. And cause it, it, you know, sometimes you think it's corny, but it's like, it does make you feel pretty good. Like, it's like, oh, I'm alive. I, I do exist, you know? So, uh, <laughs> But yeah, like it, it, it's what about cool. a what about like a phone call? I get texts. Uh, my parents I talk to my parents, uh, but not yeah, you know, yeah. I'm I'm a sad person. I'm gonna <laughs> cry into some buffalo wings tonight. <laughs> don't don't do that, sir. You gotta um. Now, are you gonna um do any stand up or anything uh, tonight? Or are you just uh, keeping it indoors? Uh, no, no shows tonight. I have I have some uh, some shows. Uh, when do I have some shows? I think this weekend. If not, I don't know. Do I have anything? I don't know. I have to look at my calendar. But I know there's some some big stuff coming up next week. I have a 
I have an audition for the, uh, wow. this is my stupid, uh, <laughs> scanner. I'm sorry, guys. No, nah, no problem. Uh, you got I an have audition? A, an audition for, uh, this, uh, comedy festival called the Montreal Just for Laugh Festival. Mm. And, and it takes place in, in, uh, July in Montreal. So it's kind of like a, it's a big deal for a comic. And back in the day, it used to be a bigger deal. Um, like, when Kevin James went to Montreal for the first time, that's like right before he got the King of Queens. Um, and they give like deals were made back then. Now, not so much, but it's still, it's still a big deal. And it's still like a feather in your cap as a up and coming comic to be a part of the new faces festival. And, um, so I have an audition for that. And now, I'm, what, I'm, before you move on, what does an audition for that look like? Like, what is that? How does that work? You you go up and you do you do six minutes of material. Um, I guess like your best stuff at the time, and uh, you're in a crowd. Uh, and then if you get a call back, you might do it at another venue, and then they make their decision. They, the people that book the show they do it from all across the country. They they look at comedians from all over the country: New York, L.A., Chicago. So uh, all, a lot of the major cities, and so it's, um, it's pretty competitive, man. Now, it, does that work like hip hop, where you have to pay to audition and shit? Because when I was rapping, that was the one thing that pay to audition. Yeah, that's what turned me off to rap in Charlotte. Anyway, was like people be like, "Hey, man, come perform at this show, and all it costs you is fifty dollars." I'm like, "Why would it cost me anything? I'm performing for the people that pay yeah. to get in." And uh, I, I understand there was some like. Uh, issues in New York recently with um, the uh, the UCB UCBs yeah. and paying comedians and stuff like that. So, like, when you audition for something like this, is this something where you have to like pay to be seen? Do you you know is it just free? Do you get paid? Like, how does that work? No, you don't. You don't have to pay to be on the be on the audition. Like okay. they they select you. Like you get a refer. Like if someone refers you to the to the guy that that books the. Oh shit! So, so who referred you? Do you know? Uh, uh, yeah, I was referred by uh, a woman that named uh, Rebecca Trent, who runs the the Creek in the Cave Comedy Club in Long Island City. Okay, um, and that's like one of the kind of like a hotbed for up and coming comics to perform at. It's it's just a good venue that that fosters uh, growth from comedians and like she's really really nice i met her over the summer and when i while i was doing uh hannibal birds show at the knitting factory Name drop. yeah i listen to a lot of uh i listen to a lot of the comedians from the creek in the cave too like they yeah. have a lot of podcasts out of there actually um so that mike dude? lawrence uh pat dixon yeah to do that new york crime report podcast. yeah that's pat, yeah. That's pat dixon yeah. So you ever meet those people too, man, or you just? Uh... Yeah, I was uh, actually talking to Pat Dixon maybe uh, I think sometime last month. Uh, we, we were at a club and we were just you know hanging out, talking. Me, him, and another another comic. Yeah, like it's it's um you you see a lot of those people. All you have to do is hang out. Like they're everywhere, really. You I've done shows with a lot of them. Um, you know. Uh, yeah, like he, I think Pat Dixon is on Best Week Ever, actually. Yeah, he is right now, man. Um, yeah, that's, the, he also just released his second stand-up special on Spotify, uh, King of Clubs for people that are into that. But, uh, yeah, he's a very funny dude. He is. And, uh, the New York Crime Report is fucking hilarious. hilarious. Um, for people that are into, like, 
dark comedy. Uh, it doesn't get any darker than that. But, no, uh, it does not. But yeah, man, that's just crazy though. That um, that you know, it's such a kind of a small world, man. Like, uh, I I've kind of watched you be uh my window into it because i'll just you know i just remember when you're like yeah you know i try to get up every once in a while now it's like well i was talking to hannibal burris and uh he was saying i'm like oh shit chris yes hannibal like i knew hannibal or met hannibal when he had like 900 twitter followers and and it was like four maybe like four or five years ago and he was actually he's a very nice guy and he was one of the first people to put me on uh, a real showcase show in New York. That was maybe three, like three years ago. And that was a big deal for me. And that kind of opened me up and like gave me confidence to just keep plugging away. And uh, he was, he was really nice. And I've done a show a couple of other times and um, like, I'm not like best friends with the dude, but he's, I just respect, respect his, his grind and, and he's just a nice guy, and he's been nice to me when he didn't have to be, you know. Yeah, you well, know, when uh, he came to Charlotte That's and we cool went to dude. see him, uh, yeah. I did tell him uh, that I knew you, and he seemed to recognize you, uh, your name, or at least pretend to. I couldn't tell so which. Said, I I told him, I told him, I had saw him. A, I, this, so this was last month he was in Charlotte. Yeah, and then we were doing a, a filming a, a friend's web series, and I saw him. I said, "Yeah, I see you're going to be in Charlotte." One of my buddy and his wife, uh, there. I told them to come check you out. But he, yeah, he he knows me. Like it's it's not. Yeah, it's like I said, we're not best friends, but he's just a good dude, and yeah. he's like, "Yeah, I know Chris." It was cool, man. He said he knew you, and then I took a picture with him. And well, Karen took a couple I tried pictures. Tried to take pictures, and uh, I made him laugh <laughs> because I said something about women and technology. And, oh yeah, because uh, I was fucking the pictures up. And I said, <laughs> I, I, I did the am I right up top, and uh, he laughed, and Karen got that picture right when he was laughing. So oh, okay, that's what's up. I, yeah, it was cool, man. I didn't press my luck. I got out of there. But uh, it was uh, it was cool, man. I should have told him about the podcast. Everybody kept saying, but when there's a line of people waiting to shake someone's hand or take a picture yeah, with them, that's the kind of awkward thing from your mind. Yeah, yeah it's kind of the wrong time, I think, to be like, "Hey, I got this podcast, baby." You know, so <laughs> you, should, you, you should hand him your business card, right? Yeah, well, we gotta get some business cards. That's, we do. Maybe that's what we need to do. <laughs> yes, can't do the funky finger production thing and just with crayons. <laughs> right, I yeah. seem to be fresh out. Bam. <laughs> yeah but uh, that's cool man so uh also man you were telling me you got to meet uh bill burr yeah i actually got to open for him on monday um i don't i don't know if you're a fan like if you're, you're oh a fan yeah i'm, I'm a fan Ka- actually i introduced karen to bill burr this weekend coincidentally yeah um, she didn't even know who he uh who he was mm-hmm. but i played some of his stand-up and sh- it was really funny and we got out of the car she's like who was that and i was like bill burr i thought she already knew but uh, yeah he's funny yeah, he's I, he's fantastic. Like he's like to me like one of the best in the game right now. One of the best doing it. Like he's up there with Louis and Patrice. Um, you know, Patrice is obviously gone, but you know, like just the, like those three guys are like some of my favorites. And um, so actually, uh, like maybe like around September of last year. Um, I was trying, I tried to go see him at Caroline's. He was headlining at Caroline's for a weekend. And a lot of times the comics, if there's no, if it's not crowded, you get to get in and watch them for free if you're a comic. Mm. So I tried to do that and they kicked all the comics out. I was like hurt because I really wanted to see him. 
Yeah, because I'd seen him at Carnegie Hall uh, a year ago, like November, November of, of 2011, over a year ago, and he was fantastic. Uh, and and I wanted to see his new hour. Like some of my friends in D.C. was like, oh, Bill Burr's new hour is crazy. Da, da, da. I was like, oh, man, I got to go see him. Got kicked out. And I swore to myself, I said, the next time this guy is in my area, I'm just going to buy a ticket and go see him. So he was doing this benefit for this woman, Jody Weiner, who got, uh, who was a comic. She got cancer and her husband was raising money for her, uh, benefit and it's to take care, you know, of, of medical costs and things of, of, of that sort. So I, I go to this comedy club that shows at, uh, Bananas Comedy Club in Hazlitt Heights, New Jersey, which is maybe 15, 20 minutes, if that, uh, from my apartment. So. I'm, I go to that show and I'm, I'm actually good friends with, uh, Paul Verzi, one of the guys that opens for Bill Burr a lot. And he's also really good friends with Bill. And I didn't know that Paul was going to be there until I had texted him like the day of the show. I was like, Oh, are you going to be there? And he was like, yeah, I'm actually coming. I'm probably going to do some time. I was like, great. So I'm so, thinking to myself. So when you say he said he probably was going to do some time. Does that mean that he doesn't know if he's going to do time? Does that mean like he just shows up and he, he may, may or may, may not? not like, how stage? does that work? Oh, my buddy Paul. Well, like, yeah, like, I think at the time, like, he was like, he's like, he wasn't sure, but Bill, if Bill could get him on the show, he was going to be on the show. But he wow. actually, you that, know. That's it, crazy it, that it's like kind of that, um, I don't know what the right word is, but that is just not. I think in, in the mind of a fan of someone who's watching a stand up, in yeah. my in my mind, it's just like this rigorous kind of like schedule. Like you have ten minutes to go up, then you will get the light, then Bill will come on and he will do forty minutes or whatever. That's how I thought it was. Then then he will decide when to wrap it up, and then he will leave, and we'll get everybody out of there by this time, and then the next crowd will come in. Uh, because it just seems kind of like really, uh, scheduled. But at yeah. the same time, all the comedians that I know are really kind of relaxed and a lot of them don't have that type of brain that would really rigorously, be, you know, be about scheduling, you know? So it's, it's just weird to hear like, yeah, I might go up, I might not. So it's like, what if you just show up and it's like, oh, I got this. Don't worry about going up. Do you just yeah. sit in the audience and watch? Like, how does that go? You know? Well, this one, well, this was just basically because him and Paul are, are great friends, and Paul actually drove Bill in from the city because Bill was in town for the Patrice O'Neill benefit. Uh, they did a big show at the New York City City Center that Bill Burr put together to raise money for Patrice O'Neill's family to pay for, you know, medical bills and just to help the family out. And it, you had people like, so Burr was on there, Jim Norton, um, uh, Bobby Kelly, a bunch of, a bunch of, uh, comics that were great friends with Patrice. Mm -hmm. And so they asked Bill to do that show and he agreed. He's a, you know, good dude, but it was going to be like, I, Paul was not booked on the show. And, but you know, sometimes, you know, you can have special guests on the show that stop by to do a guest spot. Mm -hmm. So I was standing. So basically, so just, you just have to be prepared to go on if they ask you. You know, you never okay. know. Okay. So just if you keep that in the back of your mind while I while I tell you that the rest of it, you'll kind of get get where it's going. But um, uh, so I get there. The show starts at seven. I'm there at like five thirty to to get my seat, and I'm standing in line. It's a lot of people in the line, and it's at a hotel. It's a comedy club, and basically like a hotel boardroom, like ballroom type thing. 
And uh, so I'm standing in line. I'm standing behind this guy, and he says, "Wow, as long as line is long." He's like, "Have you ever been to this club?" And I was like, "Yeah, I've been here. I've seen some of my friends um, perform here." And uh, and he said, "Oh, you're a comic?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm a comic." And I, you know, and he was like, "Oh, so you must be a pretty big deal. You perform all over the city." Like, I was like, "Yeah, I perform at Caroline's Gotham." He's like, "Yeah, you must be a pretty big deal." I was like, "No, I'm not a big deal." <laughs> <laughs> I said if I was the big deal, I'd actually be on the show. Right. And then like, a, few, a few minutes later, uh, Paul and Bill, Bill Burke come through, you know, through the lobby to go to like the little green room area, which is essentially a boardroom. And I see them and I'm, and, uh, I see Paul. I was like, what's up, Verzi? And say, like, hey, Chris, I'll be right back. And so okay. maybe 15 or 20 minutes later, um, Paul comes into the, the club, like the club area. And he says, hey, Chris, come come here. So I come. He's like, hey, man. I'm now, here. hold up. Now, when you get in line, uh-huh. are you, you're paying to get in the show, right? To watch I already Bill paid to see the show. I dropped okay, down okay. my money on PayPal, paid for the show. Okay. Up in advance. Okay. So it wasn't like when you saw him, you were going to be like, hey, dog, get me in for free. It's like you mm-hmm. already paid either way. So yeah. might as yeah. well wait in line. Yeah, he showed two and a half hours early. Yes. Right. You weren't playing. Yeah, that's when, because they had, like, raffles and stuff, because it was a fundraiser and everything. So, you know, the show was sold out, and I wanted to make sure I got my seat. And I was, the only thing that was running through my mind was, if Paul is there, I get to see Bill, meet Burr, you know, meet him, dab him up, say, I'm a big fan of your work, enjoy, I enjoyed your set, you're awesome. Then I thought I was just going to go home. Okay. So, uh, so then, um, he says, he comes into the club area, and he's like, Chris, come back, come, come here. I was like, what's going on, man? He was like, yeah, come back and meet Burr. I told him uh, that you were here. And I was like, oh, cool. I get to hang out with Bill Burr before the show. And so we go into the so green. So y'all call him Burr? Is that what they call him? Well, he calls him, yeah, like Burr, mm-hmm. Bill. Like, you know, a lot of times people call them, they, they call you by your last name. Like yeah, Randall. a lot of white people do. Like, I, I was going to ask, is this dude white or is this what? Yeah, Verzi's white. Like, yeah, that's what I thought. Like, white dudes do that a lot. Like, they're like, oh, Sully. You know, like yeah. they call you by your last name. That's a, that's a white thing. Like, I mean, I did they do that in high school too? Like my one of my. Uh, that's where like, it starts. Yeah, yeah. One of the one of the co- basketball coaches who was black, he used to call us by our last name. He's a yeah. I don't know. I yeah. I could see that being a white. I don't know. That's a white uh, thing, though. It is. Okay. It's, it's fine. Don't no, worry. I've done the research. I've done the research on this one. Done the research. Yeah. Well, uh, so he calls you backstage to meet Burr. You know. Yeah. So I meet, I meet Burr. He's like, Hey, what's going on? And I was like, oh, I saw you at Carnegie. You know, he's like, have I met you before? I was like, no, nah, no, you haven't. And, uh, we, he just like regular conversation and we're, we're talking, hanging out. And then the guy running the show, Vinny, um, he comes in with the host, uh, and they're like, Hey, what's up? And nice to meet you. They start telling stories. And so, so how's it going to go tonight? And Bill was like, he just said, oh, I'm going to do an hour and then maybe these guys do some time. And that's the first time I was like, does he mean I'm going to do time? <laughs> you trying to figure and out I, what's going on? Are there like only, I'm, are there only three of you in the room or, or what? There's, there's, so there's about five, so there's, there's, there's Bill Burr, there's, there's Paul, Paul Verzi, there's Vinny, and this guy named Mike, and it's me. So it's five of us in the room. Okay. And Vinny was like, Vinny said, oh, I'm not going to host or anything. So it's just really going to be, uh, a four man show. But I didn't know, like, in the back of my head, I was like, well, if I'm thinking like they kind of meant me, and if he did mean me, I'm thinking in the back of my mind while these guys are telling stories, what set I'm going to do. 
if, if I go up. So I was kind of like, if I go up, I'm going to, you know, whatever, whatever. And then, um, so they were talking, trading stories, having a good time, we're laughing. It's almost time for the show. And then the, the, the guy running the show, Vinny says, oh, okay, so, um, yeah, so what are we going to do? Bill's like, I'm going to do an hour and just let these guys do 10, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit, I'm on the fucking show. So this like, time I, you knew he was talking about you. Yeah, like he okay. was talking about me. And, now, uh, were, you, were you nervous at all, like, about yeah, this? Nice. Yeah, I was nervous, but I was prepared. Right. right? So I was, I was still, I was like, this is like, I, this like some, it's like Jay-Z saying, hey, uh, come do this song. I want you to do this rap on this record. Mm-hmm. And it's like whoever like your favorite person is like in music or whatever asks you to like do something that that's that's the like highest you know like it's it's great so I was just like holy shit uh, I'm gonna fucking do I was like oh my god and then like the whole so you get in the room and it's over it, it has to be over 300 people and this was the first time that I had been in the club to where. Like they broke down the other wall to fit more people in the room. So it was oh like, wow! So is this your biggest crowd that you've done, or? Um, uh, it, it might be close to it. Like okay. I've done like club like three like four hundred people, but it, it's probably one of the it's one of the bigger shows, like probably the biggest show that I've done in my life with the mm. profile of that of the comedian that I was working with. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say next. So that was like, that was my like one shining moment. And, you know, it was just like, it's like a you know, movie script. And it was just like, so the host does this thing. He's opening them up. And then I get up there and I did like, I think I ended up doing like 12 minutes because I didn't get the light until maybe like 11 minutes in. Mm. And I did really well. And uh, I had a good, just had a good set and made them laugh. And it was, it was just a, it was pretty it was a surreal experience and i think i'm that that was like three or four days ago yeah i'm kind of just kind of realizing that that happened i got like and then after the show we went to white castle (laughs) (laughs) well you know you gotta do something fancy after you uh, yeah you fancy huh like so it was crazy because like they the the guy that ran the show Vinny wanted to go to white castle and paul wanted to go to white castle so that so we all went to White Castle down to, down Route 17 in Hasbrook Heights, New Jersey, near places, the place where I used to do open mics at when I was, you know, just trying to still, you know, figure stuff out. And I, I still go there sometimes, but it's, it's crazy that, like, I perform with this, to me, who's a comedy legend, like, yeah. pretty much in my backyard. And it was just like... It would have been it, cool, too, if you would have told him, like, yeah, I used to open up at this White, uh, this White Castle. <laughs> this is where I got. This is where I got my start. He's come in the lobby, do ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, so who all went to White Castle? Bill Burr went to White Castle too. Yeah, he went to White Castle. Uh, if, if <laughs> the whole on, crew. If you go on my Twitter feed, you'll see a picture, and it's on my it's on my Tumblr page. If you follow me, Chris Lambert, uh, on Twitter, uh, you'll see you'll see the picture and. It's on my Tumblr page too. And, right, I'll uh, make sure to follow you with my good Twitter, uh, my good Tumblr account. Yeah, we have right to. now. I only follow uh, pornography, and uh, yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah, that's. I think that's all mine is too. Right. Anyone yeah. that I was following, that if I ever see you post something wholesome or nice that is not pornography related, I have probably unfollowed you on Tumblr. Uh, 
because like, I, I don't have time for that between booty clapping and then the next the next one is like my daughter turned three he's like guess what no unfollowed no yeah there's some porn on there like that rivals uh x videos and it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty it's pretty impressive i was like wow that's some really good like it, it, even in gift form it's pretty pretty intense yeah and i had to warn people like uh cherry's joy started she was like hey i got tumblr count i was thought i said hey 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 um just then you know right now you follow me your line gonna be full of booty pics i'm just warning you you ain't gotta follow me i just get your heads up everyone has a choice man so um you guys are in uh white castle man now are you getting to talk to bill burr are you nervous or or is everybody just ignoring you and it's just cool to be in the room like how's that going he was he was real cool. Like he, we were just kind of talking about like uh, we're talking about like diet, like food stuff, and then we were just like talking about just talking about like random random things that came up, you know, about like comedy a little bit, and just and he kind of gave me like a little bit of advice about the the Montreal audition, and I and like uh, he was just he was just really cool. I didn't really it wasn't. It was just like I was kind of just glad to be there, but I think he could tell that I was like initially like that I was like a like half really excited to be there, like yeah. you know. But I wasn't. I was cool about it, but I wasn't like a nerd, you know. I was just like I was just cool. I, I don't even know. I can't imagine what you sound like hyped up. Like mm-hmm. you seem like such a laid back dude. Yes. Uh, so the I, same way. It would be pretty much the same way. Okay. Yeah, like I was just uh, like he. Yeah, it was just, he was just really cool. Like, how you would want, like, your, one of your heroes to be, like, in that sort of, cause, cause I, I, I think I told, told, told the story about Spike Lee on my, when I called in the book, The Morning Jones, like, a few years ago. Yeah. Where, like, Spike Lee was pretty much the reason why, uh, you know me, you guys know who I am. Like, for just wanting to be involved in the arts and, like, being an actor and everything like that. And, uh, he was doing a, um, he was, this is around, this is around 08 when he was doing, um, when Miracle at St. Anna was coming out. And he did a meet the filmmaker at the Apple store in Soho, like an area in New York. And Whoopi Goldberg was moderating. And I was really excited. Like I had read the book, Miracle at St. Anna. And I was, I brought two of my, like, uh, headshot and resumes to the show. Oh, all prepared and shit. Yeah, and I knew, like, part of me knew that he would probably be a dick, but I was like, you know what, I'm just good, you never know what can happen, so they show a couple clips from the movie, they interview Spike, and then eventually they open up the floor to, uh, questions, Mm -hmm. and, um, and so I got to ask a question, but before me, there was this one kid that was like, I'm a storyboard editor, and I was just wondering how you edit your storyboards, and he was like, Spike was like, do you have a card? And he was like, yeah, and everybody was like, oh my god, this is it! Like you made this kid's career. I don't know what happened to that kid, but you know, it was like a it was like a magical Disney moment. Yeah. And, and and then I get to ask a question. I'm like, hey, I'm a Spike. My name's Chris Lambert. I'm an actor. I have an MFA in acting, and uh, I'm ready to work for you. Just like a little joke or whatever. And uh, he was like, oh, really? Uh, what school did you go to? And I said Roosevelt University in Chicago. And he was like, oh. Um, I never heard of it. And then oh. everybody started laughing at me. Like the whole crowd was just like laughing. Maybe about two or 300 oh. people were just like laughing at me. Wow. So, 
Yeah, so I waited until they finished laughing, and then I just said, well, perhaps all of you will, will hear of it one day. And then they shut the fuck up, and I asked him a question uh, about his movie, like this being a big budget movie as far as like action is concerned and stuff like that, and how did he prepare for it. And he gave me a really good answer, and he was, you know, a good, thorough answer. And then at the end of it, I was like, uh, so can I give you my headshot and resume? And he was like, all right. And uh, so his sister, uh, Joie Lee from uh, Mo Better Blues and Fool Days, like, took my resume. And uh, I guess she gave it to him. But he never called. Um, so my only regret from that was that, like, I didn't take a total L, but my only regret was that, I should have said, oh, well, after he said, like, oh, I've never heard of your school. It's like, oh, I guess um, I'm going to go see Eagle Eye instead of Miracle at St. Anna. <laughs> like I did. Yeah. yeah. Well, you'll hear of it one day when I'm choking the life out of your cold, dead body and your eyes are going black. <laughs> and nah. like, uh, like Daniel Plainview and There Will Be Blood. I'm finished! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that, um, um, I, I, I think that just confirms my theory that Spike Lee has been hating on niggas for ages, man. It's just, you know, Django isn't the last and, uh, you know, and Chris Lambert wasn't, uh, the first, you know? He's, yeah, like, I didn't really take it, like, I didn't, it didn't hurt, like, hurt my soul or anything, but it was just, I still respect, soul. I think he's a great, I think he's a great filmmaker and, um, I just feel that your question was disrespectful to our ancestors that's all oh lord i mean i'm not gonna see it though i'm never gonna mm -mm. see this question i'm mm -mm. just i'm just gonna feel that or that movie mm -mm. um all right man uh i guess uh that was something else i wanted to ask chris too his birthday the audition oh yeah yeah so where do you audition for the uh montreal film uh what, what was it montreal comedy festival um uh just montreal just for last just for last okay where do yeah. you uh audition at this is going to be at the Creek in the Cave, okay. uh, and it's going to be on March 2nd. There's an 8 o'clock show, and there's a 10 o'clock show. I'll be on the 10 o'clock show. Um, if you go to the – I'll tweet it out, like, the you know, the day of the show, but if you go to the Creek in the Cave website, I think it's, it's creeklic.com, and you go – to March second, you'll see the you'll see the show times and all that stuff. Cool. If you're in Long well, Island, everybody that's listening, man, if you uh, are in the area, uh, in the New York area, the uh, the even New Jersey area, whatnot, go see Chris, man. Go cheer him mm -hmm. on, man. Let's see if he was closer to us. We go see him. Yeah, I know we have too far. a big listenership in uh, New area. York. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, from our downloads and stuff, I know a lot of people from New York listen to us. Uh, so yeah, if you have time, man, make sure you guys, uh, go check them out, man, because, uh, that would be pretty awesome. Um, you know, try to support the people that, uh, take the time out to be on the show and whatnot. Ain't man. that the truth? Yeah. And it's one of those things where it, it could be like those things that could be life changing, but it's also one of those things that a lot of, like a lot of people, Bill Burr included audition like four and five times and didn't get it until the fifth. And like, He's he's a fucking genius, and he probably was when he was still doing that, you know, when he was auditioning. So you never you never know what happened. And I I just told, I just tell people like in my circle, I just say I'm gonna treat it like March Madness, and I'm a 16th seed that nobody knows about, and I'm gonna try to make some noise and and just try to use, just try to go hard and um and regardless, you know. So yeah. 
it's just it's all you can do. The only thing I have control over is my performance, and and that's 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 all I can be concerned about. You know, yeah. you ever been fired from a job? Have I ever been fired from a job? Yes. Not really. Okay. I've I've kind of left jobs. Yeah, well, that's I, quitting. That's different. I mean, quit. I try to just quit before they can get rid of me. Okay, yeah, because I was gonna say, knock on wood, no, knock on wood, no. Yeah, I was gonna say because getting fired is one of those things where I think you kind of understand that uh, it's really not shit you can do. Right. You know what I mean? It's like everything, like my philosophy is kind of like everything has already been predetermined. Mm -hmm. So you're either gonna make it or you're not gonna make it. You're either gonna get the gig or you're not gonna get the gig. The only thing you really control is how um, strong your game is and how prepared you are for the opportunity. And, uh, you know, that, that's really it, man. So as long as you're prepared, as long as you're ready to keep working, you know, also I have a pessimistic attitude. I don't, um, expect anything really. Like, uh, uh a long time ago, Amber P, used, she would tell us like, Hey, your show is, is, um, and what's hot on iTunes or your show is top 50 in comedy and stuff. And I was like, Oh man, that's cool. You know, like that's awesome that, um, that the show is doing that and um that was you know i don't know months and months and months ago and so i saw her telling a couple other podcasts hey your show is in the top 200 comedy and all this stuff I was like oh man we must have fell out you know like it's, our show just isn't doing as well and then i went and checked and it was like oh wait we're actually doing really well i think i just forget that that's a thing you know like i just never think to myself like our show belongs in the top such and such, and it should be, you know. But uh, right. I, I'm surprised. Like honestly, and and this might sound weird to all the listeners. I'm surprised that people actually listen. Like when we first started, I was like, "Hey, who is listening? Me, you, and Shirley Wong." And it kind of grew from there. Yeah, I mean, I have a high pitched voice, and the show's too long, so I'm surprised. Yeah, and I'm too country. Anybody would fuck with the show at all, but it's it, but it's still it's just like my attitude is always just like work. You know what I mean? Just work. And then you'll see what happens from there. So um, it seems like your approach, Chris, is kind of the same, which is work. And then it'll kind of like work itself out, you know, go do this audition, but still plan on getting up, going up a few times a week and uh, yeah. continuing to grind. Man. And I think that's a good attitude to have. It's true. And I think at the same time, I was talking to one of my closest friends about this. I was telling him, like, it's time for, you know, if you're especially like if you're in your 30s and anything you do. It's it's kind of time to just start trying to think positive. Like, it's, oh, this could be bad. I might not get it. Yeah. Or, you know, it's just like, well, why not me? Why wouldn't they not want me? Yeah, it's a, it's, a like, it's a fine line. It is. Yeah. Because, yeah, you definitely want to have confidence in yourself and you want to believe that you should get some breaks. And yeah. then it's that other line, and we've all known people on the other side of the line, which is the people who are so entitled that they think, like, anything that they don't get is not their fault and they can't possibly improve yeah, and, and they already have arrived so so the audience owes them the world the audience should deliver to them what you know they deserve at this point and yeah. uh it's a fine line to walk and i'm always like hesitant to that side of it but you're right there's a confidence in going yeah my shit is is is, is tight and i work hard and i do deserve something yeah, yeah. It's just because I know, I know, like, I've had re a lot of rejection before. Like, my, the, the reason, like, I, it, and it took a long time to get to this point. Like, I remember, like, I'll tell you another story. Like, when I was in high school, 
I was about 15 years old. I would say like, yeah, 15 years old. Teen Summit was hot and uh, mm. on BET. And uh, they Teen Summit was, you guys remember Teen Summit, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, like a show by... And Saturday Abby morning had, on BET, all the yeah. young, upstanding black people would uh, go <laughs> try to be positive right after BET got finished showing booty videos and right before Rap City. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was a cool show, and uh, I auditioned to be on that show, and I did not get it, and I was crushed. Like I was like I cried. I was like, oh yeah, never. And I was just really oh. upset. And uh, it was just like it was a moment to where like I was like, man, like well, I, I know I nailed what I had to do. And I know I did my job, and I remember. And I just said, well, I'm gonna go back again. I went back again. And I I made Ananda laugh. Uh, this is when Ananda was on the show. Fine yeah. ass Ananda. Ananda Lewis. Ananda Lewis was yeah. on the show. And I made tried, laugh. Tried to give me the ass one time. I had to go to work and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I remember the first time that I auditioned. Like I my I the the outfit maybe the outfit that I had on was kind of nerdy. Like I kind of I probably looked like Carlton Banks's cousin. Like <laughs> and but. But the second time, I was like, all right, well, maybe I'll just kind of chill a little more. I, like, wore some jeans and a polo shirt or whatever. And, like, I was kind of dressing like Kanye West college dropout era before it was cool to dress like that, mm-hmm. before he made it cool to dress like that. And I didn't get it again. And I, and I was like, you know what? This show isn't for me. And I noticed, like, some of the people, not all, but some of the people we're talking like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm about to be trying to do this, da 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 And they were, they were talking a little more urban than I talked. And mm. I said, well, that's not me, and I'm not going to change myself to fit into what they want. So I'm just going to be me, and that show's not for me. And then, okay. like, ever since then, like, I kind of said, well, you know, well, I'd be disappointed if I didn't get certain things, but uh, I, I would know how to deal with it. And then take the good opportunities that I got and be humbled by them. Like, a lot of times, like, when this Bill Burr thing happened, it wasn't just like, yeah, motherfucker, I got this, you know, Bill yeah. Burr, motherfucker. But it was it was more on the other end, like, holy shit, this thing that I think about sometimes happened. Like, yeah. it, it, it's happened before. Like, it's me sitting in the top tier at Carnegie Hall watching this guy have, like, his crowning achievement right before my eyes and right. fast forward a year and a half two years later i'm eating white castles with them and that's After- you know that's the other side of it too though is the mm-hmm. people that go off the deep end with the this thing just happened therefore my trajectory is i will be having my own hbo special in a week it don't work like that either. like there's also those people where it's like no you know i like, open up I was, you know i open up for bill burr it wasn't planned but you know what man uh this is what gets me on by saturday i should be doing my own two-hour stand-up special no, it's like it, it you know it don't work like yeah. that. and I, I think for me uh a lot of it is people's work ethic and I also I understand what you're saying. Yes, you are disappointed when things don't happen, but I've learned that you try to learn from the situation, improve yep. yourself, you know, say, okay, I did, did this better and that better. And also it's one of those things where, especially if it's something that you really want to do, you keep on trying and you keep on going at it. And just listening to your stories is one of those things where you're like, wow. But like me and Roger, when me and Roger talk about the podcast, we go, yeah, we get braced, but y'all know what? We got to punch that clock like y'all do. Exactly. Right. 
Um, like, now, I was in my cubicle the next day. I had to get up at 5 o'clock the same time that I got up. Yep. And But I was I still felt it felt good that, like, it's like you're turning back into Clark Kent, but it's like I know, like, nobody at my job really knows who Bill Burr is. Like, there was one guy, actually the night, the, the weekend before I did that show, I was telling one of my coworkers, oh, you should check. He was watching Patrice O'Neill's uh, Elephant in the Room special. I was like, you liked it, right? He was like, yeah, he was great. I mean, you should check out this guy, Bill Burr. Uh, you people are all the same. He's got a bunch of stuff. Told him to check it out. And then when he came back in to work the next day, he was like, yo, I saw on Facebook you were with Bill Burr. That's amazing, man. And like he was started telling me, like, you know, that's, that's awesome that you, like, you know, following what you, your, your dream or whatever. And he's like, you know, because a lot of people, myself included, don't, aren't really doing what they want to do. And he I said, no matter you. what, he said, no matter what happens, you can say that you never, that you can say that you tried. Yep. Hey, and, so also I got to ask this, man, because a lot of people have been asking me this on the low. What's up with the love life, man? You uh, still single and looking and stuff? Man, you gave up on these white women yet? What's going on? <laughs> the white, I'm, I'm just kind of chilling, man. Like, whatever happens, happens. Like, I'm, I'm not uh exclusive with anybody like i'm just I, I think i'm i'm open to to relationships like i mean there's people that i talk to and i would like that but they live in other states and uh i don't want to be on the next season of catfish so <laughs> uh, you know like you just kind of you know so if something happens like there you know it would be great but it, it seems like sometimes women that i used to deal with like we don't live in the same state, but then they kind of get all like fond of you, like being far away. What is it like? Uh, Absence make the heart grow fonder. Yeah, that sort of thing. Mm. And yeah, so I I haven't been. I'm not in. in I'm not dating anybody steady. So, and then I've decided that the, the, there's a, a girl that I used to like mm. that I used to be into, and she's not giving me what I need. And mm. I have to leave it alone. I have to leave that alone and not make myself that type of like dude that's like chasing after this girl. And she doesn't, she doesn't deserve my attention because that, that's taking away time that I could be spending doing something else. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I definitely understand that, that feeling. Um, uh, somebody just leave you hanging on, you know, and then next thing you know, yeah. they, they try to cut you off, make out like it never happened and that you were nothing. And yeah, so it's just it's just like I'm I'm done I'm I'm done with that I'm so yeah. done. They treat you yeah. like a stranger and it feels so rough. So I understand. <laughs> so, what, Karen? So ladies, funny. I'm, I'm taking I'm taking applications. Yeah. Um, the other thing uh, too, man, uh, when you're talking about the long distance relationships too, uh, uh, do you think now with the internet that maybe people prefer the long distance relationships sometimes? Uh, especially people that don't want to, um, you know, maybe they don't, they're not ready for uh, a huge commitment and the internet isn't as much of, of a commitment to a lot of people. Yes. I don't, it's, it's weird because like the whole, uh, catfish and Manti Teo thing kind of <laughs> shown a, just like shown a big, huge light on what culture is, what, what the culture is now for young people. And like, I, I'm, I'm to the point where if I'm thinking about somebody, and I can and I and I can actually pick up the phone and call them. I'll call them. Like there's this one one friend of mine. Like I saw that she was online on G Chat, and I just hit her up. I was like, Hey, what's up? 
she actually called me and we talked for like almost two hours on the phone. Like we had like a good, we could have had a podcast. Like me and her, her like talked for a good long while and like had a really good, like helpful conversation. You know, that was probably a girl that should have been my girlfriend. Mm. But she's with somebody now. And it's like, you kind of talk, it's like you probably may have had the opportunity to talk to him. Right. And you kind of like dropped the ball. But like part of me was like chasing after another girl that wasn't. Anyway, but whatever. You, you've got to learn. You can't, you can't look in the past. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can have your friends collect your records and then change your number. Uh, but I guess I, I don't need that though. Oh, <laughs> wait, sir. What, Karen? <laughs> Now she's just somebody that he used to know. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the Gautier thing, right? Uh, it's, a, it's called a song, Chris. The Gautier, yeah, the Gautier thing, where the sounds come up. But yeah, but I think you're. I think there's a comfort level that people have, and the, and you don't with with somebody being on a computer, and instead of like in your face. So there's like a there's still a wall between you. Yeah, you I think it's still- less commitment too. Yeah, it is. Well, yeah. And I was like, yeah. if I don't like un- in real life, if we're really hanging out and we kind of intertwine our lives and we spend a lot of time together, it takes more than just like logging on invisible on G chat to, to avoid me or um, blocking me or unfriending me on Facebook. Like it's it's just less yeah, of a commitment. Yeah, and, and it's, you know, it's a lot of. Uh, a work when you actually physically have somebody around you because then you have to deal with things that you don't have to deal with online, you know, because I, I love my husband, but you know, he passed gas. I'm right beside him. I smell that shit. We on, we on Skype. I don't smell that shit. Why? Because you, wherever you are, and I'm here. Yeah, um, that's a beautiful expression of love, Karen. That is a wonderful yeah. expression of love. I'm, I'm just, you know, keeping it real. Mm-hmm. There was an episode of Catfish where this one girl was, she liked this dude, and I think they lived in the same town. Mm-hmm. And he found out that it w- it was actually her. And she he was like, she was like, yeah, you know, I always liked you, but I never knew how to, you know, approach you. And and it was like, I'm looking at this girl, and I'm like, she's kind of cute, and she has amazing titties. Like, why mm-hmm. wouldn't you accentuate those titties and get with this guy? It's like you well i got a theory on that chris um the show catfish has morally corrupted us and fucked up our moral compasses because uh everybody on catfish is a deal-breaking line motherfucker that you should yeah. not be in a relationship with there's not a single episode of catfish where you should end up in a relationship with that person but yeah. so many of the lies are so goddamn ridiculous that by the end we have literally gotten to a point where we're like but they look like the picture, so what's the problem? And that, and that that is the lowest fucking bar you can set. Like people are bashing insane. There was an episode with two gay dudes, and the reveal was, you know, while he did look like himself, he had been lying on the internet. You know, he'd yeah. been like, "Hey, I, I uh, have all this money. I'm a model. Uh, you know, do I have my own channel on TV and stuff?" And it's like, "Well, actually, you don't. You live with your mama, and you don't have a fucking car." And uh, everybody was like, "Well, you know, he still looks like the picture. So what's the problem?" Then they come out. And it's like, "Oh, he's also a fucking felon because he stole buses. He's a fucking he's serial busted. serial wow. bus kidnapper." And people were still like, "But what's the problem?" I was like. This is what's wrong with this show is that y'all are saying what's the problem about a fucking felony? Because the guy looks hot or it's because it's almost about, oh, if, he, if you're hot uh, to me, then it's OK. Then maybe we can work out. 
like the the first episode was the girl that she was a stripper and the other guy was like a model stripper or yeah. something and he lied and then but she got on the phone with the real guy got on Skype with the real guy it's like oh hey you know oh and you're hot so everything should be okay yeah i don't know all I know I, is these niggas out here lying and people out here acting like it's cool. Yeah, I hate that. Put it like this. If it was just not a catfish relationship, you didn't meet on the internet and a motherfucker just busted out on the first date, yeah, I'm, I'm a felon and shit, you'd probably be like, huh, I need to think about this. You know? Yeah. You'd probably be like, huh, can you get a job? Right. Do I need a second date or not? You know what I It'll mean? Be like, this is, this is who I am. And it, yes, I did use a Groupon ticket. Exactly. Oh, when I first did, I just didn't tell you. No, um, all right, man. We well, this is the Blackout Test Podcast, and uh, it's a comedy podcast we do three times a week. Uh, we be in my wife and uh, and I, and uh, the motto of the show is nothing's wrong if it's funny, and we're gonna go on to try to be funny and and see if nothing's wrong. Uh, you go to theblackouttips.com and you can find all the information about the show in the about section, uh, and of course you can also do nice stuff for the show like donate. Uh, you can also vote in the polls and leave comments. We appreciate the people that do that. We do. Leave us five-star reviews on iTunes. Uh, regardless of content, we will read it. Uh, and uh, we appreciate everybody that takes the time out to do that because uh, that, that's time-consuming. But, uh, yeah, thank you for everybody that does. And, um, yeah, uh, the official weapon of the show is... The Taser. And the unofficial sport... Is Bullet Ball. And Bullet Ball Extreme. Yes, sir. And today's podcast is double-sponsored. The way I like it. This podcast is brought to you by Shadow Dog Productions in honor of the black guy who tips returning to our recording studio on Sunday. We, That's right. Yep. So for y'all listening live, y'all, we will not be live on Sunday. I'm just for one of you. Don't come in here looking for us, chat room. Yeah, no live show on Sunday. Um, I know how you Negroes are, so, you know, don't be like, what happened to the show? Don't well, be like, why, why ain't y'all here? I'm waiting for y'all. Yeah. It's 10 a.m. We will not yeah, be with y'all. You know what? They're not going to listen anyway. But, um. <laughs> we still going to get, we still, somebody going to still go hit us. I was in the chat room waiting on y'all. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, no, no live show on Sunday. We'll be at Shadowed Out Productions on the road. Can't broadcast live from there. Uh, but from now until Sunday night, you get anything uh off of their website at 10% discount uh just go use the coupon code tbgwt which is of course the official twitter hashtag so stop and get one just go to add, uh go to shadowdollproductions.com get you an audio play dvd or downloadable movie um and get that get that percentage off man get your 10% off mm-hmm. while you can we will be recording new stuff uh possibly reprising some of our other characters so make sure that you guys uh take care of this now so that you can be up to date when we drop our new shit because we're gonna have new hot fire acting coming out of uh shadow doll productions um, and then of course we also have a, another sponsor, but it's a lot sexier. So let me get my sexy music and my copy. They call you at times you have yes ladies luck and fellas yes this, yes because you know what this is when you look at your dear doe and you just look in them big baby blue sinatra eyes <laughs> and you sing this song to it are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom 
Have you been fantasizing around surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? I hope you have. Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you get 50% off of just about any item. Yes, sir. And that's not just luck, people. Yeah, you know what? You can mess around and you can have a musical with it. 101, hey. But you also get 50% off for just about any item and three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration, plus a free extra gift that is so sensual, can't even mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, guys and dolls, you even get free shipping. Yes, you dames out there. Be a dame with your dame dildo. So pull your gams out and get to stepping. Drop them girdles and them stockings you got on. I don't care if your bra is cone-shaped or not. No, we don't care. And no, they're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today. Get 50% off of one item when you put in the code TBGWT. When you go to checkout, then you can get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. That's code TBGWT at adamandeve.com. So yeah, and, and, and the thing is that you don't have to worry about this toy running out on you. Exactly. You, you won't be in the corner crying talking about why you with other people. Yeah, I say fuck be a lady tonight, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yes, with that dick in the box, hey. All right. Now, let's get into some other stuff here. Uh, I have a couple random thoughts before we get into some articles. Um, first one, uh, are either one of you guys CPR certified? I used to be. No, I used to be years ago. Yeah, I hadn't done it in a long, very long time. Okay, okay. Well, for my part-time job, I have to get CPR certified and I have to get recertified every year. So, But that's a good thing. In case I do something stupid, I know I know you take care of me. Yeah, anybody wants to pass out or grievously harm themselves in my presence, I'm a good person <laughs> to do it with, I guess. Um, uh, so... Uh, but yeah, so I'm CPR certified. I had to get recertified every every year, and uh, I do. So uh, I I was getting recertified this week on uh, President's Day. Uh, we had a class, and uh, I was thinking that I was being really smart because I was like, okay, I'll take it on President's Day during the day. So recertification class, okay, we take half of the course online, and then the other half is just basically in-person exercises where you take dummies and you breathe into their mouths and all that kind of shit, you know. Uh, and uh, you take a little verbal test and uh, you're out of there. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm like, it's a Monday. People have work to do. People have shit to do. They're not going to want to be in there all day. It's a three-hour class. I'll probably be out of there in one hour, maybe two. And I end up still getting paid for three. I was wrong. I miscalculated. I was wrong. <laughs> Uh, I did not understand that it's a different crowd. They go in the middle of the day. Yeah. The level of not having shit to do that the average person who signs up for a midweek CPR class is at, it's pretty high on the not having shit to do level. Like mm-hmm. they, these were people like old people that time had forgotten about that were lonely. <laughs> and they don't know what time it is. Hadn't seen their grandkids in years and, mm-hmm. Uh, housewives who, you know, had, uh, maybe the, the kids were at, at school. You know, it was like the rich housewife where somebody else is really actually taking care of the kid. Of course. Um, <laughs> like it was that kind of shit where it's just people didn't have any fucking place to go. And I'm sitting up here like, I'm ready to go. I'm watching the clock. I'm trying to get my day started. You know, I'm thinking, you know, 9.30 class. 
Uh, let's get out of here by 10, 30, 11. And uh, the instructor's thinking the same thing because it's a recertification class. We should know this shit. They already, the, re, the, the instructor does this, you know, every day. So they're kind of like, cool, I got a group of veterans. Let's get out of here. Yeah, and I still get paid for the extra hour too. Yeah, and I was cutting corners. I showed up 10 minutes late. So I was like, cool, I got not 10 minutes off you know it's not like you're gonna start <laughs> over when i get there but um uh so so we're going through the class man and let me tell you there's three specific types of people in the class there's the old people in the housewives i talked about but then there's this other type in the class that is even worse than them and that's these motherfuckers who know so much that they think they can teach the class Oh, so they sitting down and letting that woman do her job that she's getting paid to do. They're trying to turn the class into a dialogue between them and the teacher, like they're discussing shop. Oh, you ain't getting no. They, I hope they know they ain't getting no grade and they ain't getting no money for this. Like, there's a part where they have an oxygen mask for if someone passes out, you can hook it up to an oxygen tank so that they can breathe. Um, and that way you don't have to do the two breaths with every, uh, you know, 30 chest compressions and shit like that. Well, uh, she, you know, the instructor's like, here's the oxygen mask. This is what it looks like. This other lady's like, well, I just got my cpr training from the red cross a couple of weeks ago i have to get double certified and we're like nobody asked you shit and nobody cares nobody you're here like us to learn just shut the fuck up right (laughs) it's nine in the morning nobody's had coffee and all this shit so she's like well you know i uh got i'm getting double certified now does your oxygen mask have another little hole for uh the uh, oxygen to escape and i was like nobody nobody cares about it. what what are you doing what you know it's like watching a car wreck where you're just like what 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 is happening and so uh she's like wreck so the so the the, the instructor's like she tried to cube and be that first question like well, i don't know and so then the second time the woman asked it again she's like well i don't see an extra hole but this is just a demonstration mask and um we're not we're gonna actually do the training with the oxygen tank later and that's later in the course and we'll, that'll probably be the last thing we do and then you guys can see what the one here actually looks it's like because like, that's all that matters at the location that you're at this lady in the class i don't know what her name is i uh, should probably make up a name let's call her uh barbara or something right barbara goes well that, no problem i have an extra mask that i keep in my bag I'm a part-time instructor in like yoga or some shit at the Y. So, uh, here, let me go get my bag. She went and got her in bag. In the middle of this woman to right. go training the class. Nobody asked her to do this. Nobody no. was curious. Nobody. Right. But because she went to go do this, now this is where the old people whose grandparent, grandchildren haven't seen them in years start piping up because it's like oh finally human interaction we get to talk and waste time i was raised in a time before the internet oh yes so you know they now they're craving social interaction they see that this chick really wants to fucking talk her mouth off so it's like oh okay um well yeah i would like to see that mask i'm like god damn so (laughs) ah they go, she goes and gets the mask. It looks the fucking same. And then she opens up. It's like, oh, well, I guess there isn't a hole. I just thought there was. Maybe I was looking. I'm like, oh, this bitch, just you took waste our time. five extra minutes that I didn't give a fuck about. All four. And then here's the thing. Let's say your mask has a hole and the other one doesn't. Now what? It don't matter because if something happens at the Y, your fucking mask not going to be here. The one that's going to be here is the one she's going to show us. There's another part of the training where they, they show us what you guys know what an AED machine is. Mm-hmm. 
go ahead go ahead chris is that the heart uh yeah it's a defibrillator it's uh basically yeah. uh you know these portable you you probably haven't met your jobs people if you work in a nice office these right. portable defibrillators where you oh, can, did like, they got in the glass yeah yeah you take it off and you stick it like it gives it instructs you while you're hooking up these pads to someone's chest and their side or their chest and their back and then you send an electric shock through them in case they have cardiac arrest well um she you know so we're going through the um aed training and you know they're showing us how to hook it up they're going through you know the different stages and showing us like a literally like it'll tell you like hook one thing to the chest mm-hmm. and all this thing well this old lady goes well what if it's a pregnant woman uh, and, why should um, it matter and they're like well there's no training for that in this book so it's like right but what if she's like you know eight six months pregnant i'm like six okay um <laughs> okay if she's six months pregnant i mean what are you okay mm-hmm. uh so, as far as i'm concerned you, you still strap up because the mama died baby dies honey well there's no fucking thing in the book that says that so she's like so she gets obsessed on this one question right this old lady's like well what if it's six months pregnant so finally somebody googles uh some shit on their ipad while uh, while we're in class this is all taking time away from class uh, and they're like well did, here's- did, did that teacher look at them white folks like niggas yeah she was looking at them like are we serious right now yes and i you know i'm looking at them too like uh you, you guys can't be fucking serious and um so then she's like you know someone's looking on their ipad i'll look it up and they're looking on this shit and then like oh it says here there was a case of a nine-year-old, uh, a a six-month-old uh, baby and pregnant woman, and uh, she was shot uh, six months pregnant, and the baby survived, and everything turned out to be okay. And I'm like, okay, cool. Well, let's just move on to the next. Yeah. So then the old lady that started the shit is like, well, what about seven months pregnant? What the? So we're gonna go up a month till we go nine. Are we gonna be like, well, what if the baby is coming out of the canal? Can you still shock her? Bitch, nobody gives a fuck. Right. Let's get out of here and I go home. And we're doing a lot of guesswork at this point, too, because they're asking dumb questions. So the instructor is now making shit up like, well, I guess, uh, you know, you could put one on the back. And if you didn't want to go through the, the pregnancy or the baby, I don't Yeah, uh, I mean, just, you're just asking stupid ass questions. So, why didn't she have, uh, you know what? I kind of fought the instructor. Like, why didn't she have the, the, the balls to just say, hey, look, we're moving on. You know, we're not. Because, you know, it's the YMCA. And you can't be but so rude to people and shit. They'll probably write her up and not yeah, have her you back. Know, you know, they're at, the, and they're, and they're at the place where these folks will go and fucking report on you. Like like you right. in preschool. But well, I was in the class and, and, and I just asked a question. And all of a sudden she snapped and she just told everybody, shut the fuck up. And she was ready to go right. home. Right. I mean, I used to teach at a... a community sent like for the park district but not the ymca but i mean they were kind of they're a little more laid back but yeah i mean it seems like i mean i've been the train's only supposed to take maybe a couple hours right like an hour and a half yeah so I was, right right we were scheduled for three at most you know uh-huh. but it, here's the thing though like you like there's a certain brand of white people that's like a special type of evil where they won't even say anything mean to your face 
but next thing you know you don't have a job and this was those type of white people yep like maybe she could have like been like listen guys we need to hurry up and then they would just like when it's time to review her like yeah she got a terrible put negative remarks and then be like she really rushed through our questions and she didn't answer anything so she had to did her job she just didn't want to be here with y'all for eight hours right to be political about it yeah i get it i get it so yeah we so basically uh they were asking those kind of questions um we had to act out skits oh wow yeah and of course you know i nailed my part uh I'm, you know we got in groups and there it's like three people act out a skit in uh, these different situations Did my like, uh, like billy passed out and you said call nine one yeah call nine one one yeah 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 like i like when i enter the scene First, I have to check to make sure that it's safe, you know, so it's secure in the scene. And then, uh, if the person is conscious, you have to ask for their permission to work on them, you know. So you say, are you okay? And then they go, (laughs) oh, generic and loud, huh? Right. They're like, oh, I think I hurt my shoulder and my elbow seems to be cut. And I'll say, quick, activate the EMS. And then the other person goes and activates the EMS. That means call 911 for... No. So you, so you, both, you basically have to talk like you're in a shitty public service. You well, know, that was my character's motivation. I mean, you decide for yourself what you do. I mean, you got to keep in mind that I am a critically acclaimed voice actor, sure, uh, sure. you know, listed on iTunes by name. So uh, oh, wow. can't, yeah, I can't necessarily say for everybody what they would do. This is just a technique that works for me. I try to stay in character on sure. and off set. So, um you know, but yeah, we we nailed You're it. You're the Daniel Day Lewis of uh, CPR actor. Exactly, exactly. That's that's what people say. They that's what they call me, Daniel Day Lewis of the Wild. I pump your heart. <laughs> I brace your elbow. I, my name is Rod. <laughs> I'm a man. I'm here to do some instructional videos. <laughs> when, I'm, when, when I'm done with the scene, I'm, I'm like, I'm finished! Running around. In scene. This is my wife, Karen. We do a podcast. But, <laughs> I gotta see that movie. I, need, well, I don't know why I don't own that movie. Yeah, there, I was just telling uh, Nick uh, about that, uh, that There Will Be Blood is like a uh, fucking tour de force of acting. Like, yeah. Literally, the movie should just be titled "Acting," because that nigga just <laughs> acts his ass off. Like it's not even a good movie, quote unquote. You know what I mean? Like if I saw a script for that movie and you just handed it to me, didn't tell me who was playing what part, I'd be like, "Why the fuck would I watch this?" But I will say <laughs> that it's a better narrative than the, than the master was. Paul Thomas Anderson's last. I haven't movie. seen that one, Mm-mm. dude. But... It's like if you want to see really great act, it's like. It's like and one mixtape acting, but it's no like there's no story. Like it's just yeah. literally like Paul Tom. It's like uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman and and Joaquin Phoenix like acting their ass off with great shots, great cinematography, but no real no real story. It, it's just- yeah, see, my my favorite type of uh, acting is um, when motherfuckers have to act like uh, they're uh, because there is a boring script and a predictable script, kind of like Denzel in Training Day. Yeah, like because people go, "Well, why did he get nominated? He was just playing a criminal and a crooked cop. That's what a black man got to do." But it's like, honestly, man, Fantastic. 
that movie has been done a thousand times times before he could just act literally as a like tv law and order episode has been done of course a thousand times but it's just the fact that he was acting so good that you're just like yeah yeah i want to watch that another one i'll throw out there too is i am legend I am legend in in theory it's just a boring ass fucking movie of a dude walking around abandoned New York with his dog. Yeah. But that nigga be acting dog. Oh it's, man, I even cried when he had to kill that dog. I was like, nigga. Shit, I thought that uh Will Smith was gonna get uh the mannequin nominated for best supporting actor at one said, point. I said that again. We tried to holler at it and in the video like, after his dog died, yeah. I was like, dog. He was like, Speak to me and that shit. And then uh, the, remember when that one mannequin got moved? And he was like, did you move? And that shit is like, <laughs> that nigga was acting his ass off, man. Yes, he was. Just just pure acting. That's Daniel Day-Lewis, too. Like, he's just a, a fucking strong actor. But um, yeah, he's, he's going to win this week. I hope so, man. I hope so. I won't ever see Lincoln, but I hope he wins. Um, yeah, I, don't have, I really don't have the desire to see it either. I don't. I think, I think that's a white thing. White people love Abraham Lincoln, man. Yeah, I don't think we're supposed to love him. They didn't have any Frederick Douglass in there, you know. That's the that's the issue I have with with that that movie. Like just people in general. Like so, Django comes out. People, oh, it's not historically accurate. It's, he had a shape up. Blah blah blah. Whatever. But nobody really said anything much about Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, oh, it's a movie playing. Well, it was it was very historically accurate, accurate too. Yeah. You know, so I think I think Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. I mean. When you think about the South and how much they were dealing with the vampire slave owners and shit, like, uh, that's something that I learned in my, uh, classes, uh, in high school. So I was willing to roll with that. You know yeah, what I mean? I still need to see it though. I still need to. Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Yeah, man. Yeah, well, get, yeah. get prepared like for a history lesson, my friend, because yes, you think unbelievable. you know. Yeah, you think you know, but you don't. You have no idea. You have no idea. To Abraham Lincoln get to swinging an axe at you? Right. You don't know the truth about like the American when that, history. When that dude was running on top of horseback across, uh, you know, a, a herd of horses. A herd of horses. That's when you're like, yo, I see why white people like this dude so much. But he can know. do the impossible. Uh, I actually met the dude that played Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Uh, he's a he's an actor in New York, uh, Benjamin Watson. He's a real nice dude. Yeah, I think he, it's fun. I met him before the movie came out, and I didn't know that was him. But that was that was yeah. Uh, another I, thing too, um, I'm thinking about. Um, by the way, uh, the solution to my my YMCA thing for the record. Before let me wrap that up. I forgot. Um, I don't have that much time. I'm now only exclusively doing Saturday afternoon classes. Now, why yeah. would I do that? Because Saturday afternoon is the best time for my freedom and all this shit, right? But yeah. them people got shit to do. Right. It's everybody's best time. Nobody wants to spend it there. The class will be over so much faster. There's nothing but fucking uh, high school and college kids who are fucking hungover and just ready to go home. So they're not going to ask no stupid-ass questions. Right. So I'm, I'm only doing Saturday afternoon from now on, dog. This mid middle of the week is for the old, forgotten, lonely people that, you know, nobody ever calls and they just need some human contact. Fuck that shit. 
I'm now only doing Saturday afternoon high prime time <laughs> shows because it's t- I mean uh, classes because then we can get out of there, man. And the funny and the funny part, uh, Roger was telling uh, me and Nick about this story. And the funny part was that see that can't report on Roger said he got so ill she started asking questions. Roger was like it's D, it's D, it's yeah, B, we had it's to take, B, it's F. We had to take the test and the test is like you come upon a man who was passed out in a field. He appears to be sweaty. And he is non-responsive. What do you do? Or I'll say, do all of all of above except which one? A. Uh, do you call EMS? B. Do you check to see if he's breathing? C. Well, do you pour cold water on him or some shit? And then like D is some shit you would never do. Like, do you wrap him? <laughs> do you wrap him in a hot blanket and, and pour turn hot, it up? Yeah, pour hot water on him. And then it's like, no, you don't. Obviously, you wouldn't do any of this shit. So that that's kind of why you end up like you know. So I would read the questions ahead of everybody else. And while she's at, while she's like, do you A? I'm like, it's it's C. The answer is C. <laughs> She's like, okay, all right. Well, let's have uh, let's have Chris do this next question. Chris, why don't you read number two? The answer is D. The answer is D. Okay, okay well D. Let's go with D, and uh, that's correct. Uh, well, let's let's give somebody a chance on A. Okay, right. Uh, a. Right, you're like, is. get us the fuck out of here. Yeah, man. I, man, I finished that test so fast. I was mad as shit, man. I still was the last person to get my signed renewal card. So fuck them. Um. <laughs> I'm thinking about how to make some money, man. I'm like, you know, me, Chris, Lambert, Karen, we're all trying to get out of the corporate life. Um, and I was thinking uh, recently, my friend, uh, Adjective J, uh, he moved to uh, Korea, Korea mm-hmm. and uh, getting his hustle up, you know, over there teaching and shit like that. And I was realizing, man, I think I know how I can make some money. And I don't know if it's legal or not. So, you oh, know, Lord. But I'm thinking about moving to Japan. Really? Yes. I'm going to move to Japan and start selling uncensored porn to Japanese people. Oh, get rid of the pixels. The pixels. Lord have mercy. Pixels. You're going to be like Claire Danes in that movie where she got locked up. What was the movie with Claire Danes and Kate Beckinsale? They got locked up, and they were somewhere in China. Somebody in the chat room probably knows. I don't know, man. Let's just make up some names for movies and, and fuck them up so that they can. Uh, I, I guess so. Would you be on that on your own? I, I, I mean, I go visit, but I don't want to stay in no Korea. Broke down palace. Yeah, well, I'm saying I'm gonna go. Yeah, broke down palace. But I'm, I mean, first of all, is it illegal? And, I don't know, and, but and, it seems like it would be. And you, and you know what? I, I guess it's the question I have. When they have real sex, does that really happen? Does nobody know what vagina and dicks look like? Because every time they have no, sex, well, that's I, all you see. I finally found out uh, by, by a searching enough internet. I found I saw some uncensored Japanese porn. Um, they got uncensored. Yeah, man. You know, when I went and started looking up all the porn for the uh, Japanese dude that was posting all the stuff with like stepson had sex with mother and shit like that um i was like okay uh you know let me go get all these dudes videos because i'm a fan and uh eventually uh, i got to some that weren't even censored so they have a lot What's of that, uh, underground or the other un- i don't know the underground porn <laughs> i don't know what, definitely not mainstream over there <laughs> i'm not sure of the circulation on the circuit of uh, yeah. that type of porn there but uh 
but yeah, I, I'm a fan of uh, I'm, I'm a fan of that porn. Um, and uh, I think uh, you know, if I get some American uncensored porn, I should be able to make some money in Japan, man. So y'all wish me luck. Uh, I sure do, son, because you make money, we make money. Exactly, exactly. Uh, I hope not. Um, let's talk about the most fucked up thought that I had this week. Uh oh. Yeah. Hope everybody's ready for some morbid random thoughts. Um, I was driving home yesterday mm-hmm. from, from the gym and I saw on like Tavola, uh, or somewhere there was this, um, there was like, you ever like drive down the street and like maybe in the median or by a tree or something, you'll see like signs or, or posters or like wreaths or plants or flowers or like toys and stuff like that. Um, and it's like a memorial. Mm-hmm. Because something happened there. You, I mean, yeah. you know, I'm assuming a wreck or something. I, see I, I always assume it's a wreck too. Yeah, I've seen it on highways and stuff like that. Uh, maybe it's a down south thing. Do y'all do that up north, Chris? Do what? Like, uh, just... like someone gets in a wreck, they well, die, somebody gets shot at a location. Yeah, yeah. And then people bring like stuff to the spot where they were killed. And oh yeah, they do like memorials and stuff. Of course, yeah, people do that. All right. Well, I was driving. I saw one of these memorials and. It was like uh, teddy bears there and like toys and candy and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I was thinking like, what happens to that shit after it's been sitting there? The city probably where they clean up and shit, take that shit, they probably throw it in the trash can. Probably, yeah. Because I was like, you know, you could like get that teddy bears. No, nobody's going to miss it. You know, just pull over. And get with that teddy bear, and then like now you have a cool gift that you can give to a living kid that can appreciate that shit. Oh. Teddy bear teddy probably got deer jizz on it or something. You don't know what. Yeah. Well, maybe at by then, but you get it early enough, man. It should be still in good condition. Mm-hmm. And this stuff was all in the rain, but I mean, look, I could take care of Christmas and birthdays uh, just you by straight up memorial. Not that bullshit, no sir. What? Oh, that mildewy teddy bear. You can wash it first. Wash it, it won't be furry and fluffy no more. So wait, they're just supposed to take this bear and it's supposed to get wasted? Yep. That's it? Yep. See, this, yeah. is about, this is what's wrong with America right now. Y'all think that's green? Hmm? Well, and yeah, then, about uh, trying to recycle. Then you just kind of feel bad for the little uh, third world country kid that sold the teddy bear and like their work went to nothing. Right, he did all that work in the third world country so his teddy bear could be thrown in the mud in America, and then taken to the dumpster the next day. Like, that's what, is a waste a teddy of a teddy bear. shortage that I don't know nothing about, sir? I'm just saying the teddy bear, it's like a rescue, but for like a pet a animal. <laughs> like for a stuffed pet. It was like nah, a third world country kid making that teddy bear in an Orlando Magic Championship jersey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nah, I'm, no, I'm... Nah, I'm I, I don't like that idea. I know. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I'd rather you do... Yeah, do I'd rather you make your porn clear, make your Japanese porn clear. You make more money. All right. Well, selling, I really think selling secondhand uh, memorial animals, you know, could be a good lucrative business. That's all I'm no. Saying. I protest this. No. Fine. Fine. It's, I mean, we're not going to do it in front of the people that put the bear down. I'm going to wait a couple of hours. <laughs> then go get the bear then. No. Fine. Fine. Okay. All right. 
There's homeless people and little kids dying, but yep, America gotta have bears gonna die too. Gotta have teddy bears for the side of the road. Yeah, we sure do for dead babies that can never see the shit. Fire. That's right. Um, speaking of dead babies that can never see it, welcome to freedom, Mississippi, black people. Oh, finally, it only took. Uh, a couple hundred years, but we got it taken care of this week. Uh, the 13th Amendment was ratified in Mississippi. It sure was. So, uh, I'm, I'm assuming this is the first time a lot of you Negroes are listening to, uh, the Blackout Tips. Uh, this is a thing called the Internet. And, uh, glad to have you guys on board, man. I appreciate it. Um, it, yep, legally. You know, y'all are free legally now. I'm sure it was a very unpopular stance in Mississippi mm-hmm. to That's free why it took so long. all of those colors. Yes. But it's really good to know that, uh, you know, these people finally got some equal rights and some freedom. Now, next, yes. we'll work on segregation. Hopefully, we get to that around yeah, 2040. Get the, yeah, get all the schools, yep. you know, integrated. And, mm-hmm. and you know, we're going to be sure y'all catch up with the rest of the country. Uh, and, oh, oh, I'm, oh, for those that are actually got the Internet, be sure you uh, take your chains off. You're, you're free now. Use the yeah. free. By the time we get to segregation, LeVar Burton should be James Evans. So yes, yes, he should be. It'll, it might take a while, but we're going to work on it, fellas. I wonder what would happen to them if they saw, like, a picture of our president, a, a picture of Obama, like, with that. <laughs> now, you know they not letting those Negroes see no pictures of a black president. No. Come on, bro. Let's be honest. That ain't happening. <laughs> I think it might be to their benefit, too, if they didn't see a picture of it. It would probably kill them. Yeah. Let, well, let's get them to read first. Yes. Okay. Let's get them to read first, and then... uh We'll we'll see what happens from there. We're not we don't want to be skipping ahead. Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa! One step at a time here, people. One right. step at a time. Right. Um. So, um, another thing. This is I was thinking about this, um, because uh, in the morning now it's been really cold. Yes, it has. Yeah. And uh, it's really cold in the Carolinas like that. Say say what, Chris? What's what's cold to you guys? Like, what's uh, cold? you know what I measured? I'm gonna tell you what I measure cold by. If I wake up in the morning and there is frost on my motherfucking windshield. I know it's so. It's fucking cold. Then it's cold. That's the rule. Like, honestly, it could be five degrees, but there's no frost and I'm good to go. Me too. It could be fucking 32 degrees and my window takes seven minutes to defrost. Say that again. And I'm like, it's cold. That yeah. That's the difference. Yeah, you guys get, like, because you're not, like, close. I yeah, I guess you do get it the same. Yeah, we got the snow. We got some snow this week. Uh, when uh, Nick Jew was here, down. she bought the snow with her. Yeah, <laughs> so that was cool. Uh, you know, motherfuckers love driving in the snow down here. I did don't they, fuck did that. They shut everything down when it snows down there. Say what, Chris? They shut everything down when it snows. Yeah, they do, man. But it was on a weekend, so it wasn't shit to shut down. There was no yeah. school or anything. Yeah, but um, look the snow. Yeah, so so I was thinking, man, when you're in your car. And you're defrosting your car. Uh-huh. You ever notice that the back window always defrost faster than the front window? Of course. What do you mean, of course? No, I, I, I don't know why, but right, I realize that does. too. Yes. Right. Your back window be all clear. Your front window be like, nah, bitch, I know you got to see out of me. I'm just going to slowly creep up. What about you, Chris? Does it ever happen to you? I guess so. I mean, now that you mention it, I think. So maybe is it because like your warm body is up there, maybe breathing up there? I don't know. I, I don't know, but here's the thing: because uh, this even happens when there's four people in the car. 
Um, okay. Make the front window out of whatever the fuck the back window is made you, out of. You know what? I think I know why. Because if you actually look at <laughs> look at most of your back windows, they have like these lines that right. go across them, yeah. across, and you got like ten on your back and exactly. like none on your front. And you know what? I'm not that vain. Put the lines on the front of my fucking car. That's fine. I, I just want to go. I don't have time for this shit. I'm sitting up here in the fucking morning looking out the back window cleaning shit like, should I just reverse into work? I could just get on the highway and reverse and look I get, out the back. I get impatient as shit. We got like the can of, the, them cans of, um, we uh, have defrosting spray. Yes, spray I defrost the shit out of mine. That's why I go through my can. I'm like, fuck this. But you know what? It, it doesn't really help. It doesn't really help though because you get the ice off your windshield, but that's not what's causing the fro- the steam on the inside of your car. So what am I? I'm just, causing it. What can? Am I causing it for me or it just? No, you're not causing it. It's okay. Just, it's not. It doesn't like. I was like, well, this will speed up the process, and then I get in my car and it's still like steamy because it's waiting on the actual window to warm up. Oh, uh, like, okay, okay, to get temperature, yeah. Yeah, so it was just like uh, you know, this, and it, you know, like it, it happens whenever you wake up. Like I see Popson is saying that um, people in sundresses today, wherever he's at. But the thing is, uh, with, as people with jobs, we have to be up earlier than the sun. Yeah, ain't that the truth? So, yeah. so, so it's gonna, so it's cold when we get up, you know. It is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, welcome to your life in in ten years if you keep being productive, uh, Popson. But. Um, oh, uh, I think Popson might be about uh, uh, ten or twelve. I think I'm not sure. <laughs> um, Enjoy your youth, Popson. But uh, yeah, man. So that was the other thing I was thinking, and then and then this thought was actually. <laughs> this, uh, so Nick Jew was here, right? And yeah, we had a Nick, good time with her. Nick, we were t- I was talking to Nick Jew. Nick Jew has braces, and we were talking about her braces and when she's gonna get them off. And she was telling us all this stuff, like you can't do with braces, stuff you can't eat and all this stuff and it just seems like a real big hassle right it does and so you know i think most people do this and she's probably been asked this shit since she got braces but everybody when they see someone with braces the first thing you ask is when you get your braces off yeah right when you getting your braces off when you getting your braces off when you getting your braces off you probably get tired you probably fucking know the day now you know you know and i'm sure it sucks at the beginning it's like two years two years two a year and a half a year you know yeah i think i had mine about that i think i got i had mine in sixth sixth grade and maybe got them off eight right so you know and were people asking you when you're getting them off the whole time I mean, not not really. I mean, it was just. I mean, I didn't really think about it that much. I mean, I just had braces. I, you know what I mean? Like you mm-hmm. go to the orthodontist. But the first time I had them, like uh, I, I first time, like when I first got them, I my dad was like, "You want to get some pizza?" I was like, "All right." Well, and maybe it's, then, maybe it's different as an adult. Yeah, yeah, you know, because most people one of my brackets popped off, mm-hmm. and I had to get it put back on. That was. Yeah, because the thing about it is that when you're a child, you're growing, so that's kind of different. When you're an adult, your your shit don't go back as quick. And so we was talking to Nick, and she was talking about how when they, like, readjust and, like, tighten up, and she was saying how it hurts longer. And I was like, yeah, it probably would for the fact that you're not growing. You're right. And so I asked Nick when she going to get her braces off and stuff. And then, like, right after I asked that, I felt weird afterwards, and I didn't know why. 
and i thought about that shit for days and then she left and i was just like why do i feel weird asking her when she's gonna get her braces off and i realized because what is implied in that is when can you suck my dick that is exactly <laughs> what every fucking dude that asks a woman that shit is really thinking which is so when you gonna get those braces off so you can suck my dick Every dude, I guarantee women get asked that shit by dudes all the goddamn time. It's like, oh, you got braces? Hmm. Well, I know this is our first date. When you getting them braces off? I guarantee that's it. It's just, it's like, when I'm getting these braces off, cause why, nigga? You know? <laughs> cause well, I, I thought you were, I thought that was the first thing that popped in my head. Right! That, but I thought, I didn't know. I was like, oh, is this something? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, but listen, no, I, cause I was, that was like the furthest thing from my mind, but it's still that, like, the idea of, like, it's just there. It's like, so what, what that mouth do when the braces get off? Like, no, like, it, you know what I mean? It's not like that's what I was thinking actively, but it's just like an awkward conversation. Like, why did I feel weird asking that? And, you know, it, it's, I mean, I mean, I mean, what does a metal bump against your dick? I don't know. I don't, I'm not understanding uh, this. Okay, Karen, would you stick your, vagina in a fucking mouthful of metal is that a thing you're into these no days? no i know i'm just just okay. asking that's not well that's the same thing i'm not putting my dick in uh braces man like nick was telling us that it's it's a problem like you gotta deal with all kinds of shit man you can't eat certain food you know it's like oh popcorn will be in my mouth for for weeks if i eat that shit so i can't eat it uh you know they tell you you can't lick your teeth and shit like that so it's like um as a dude Knowing how oral sex works, why the fuck would I not think something might happen if I put my dick in there? I don't. I, I, I don't know. I guess the way I'm thinking, it ain't like that. You uh, your mouth is wide, completely shut. Yeah, but there's still metal, hard metal in someone's mouth. That's true. I'm not. I'm not sure you understand how the penis works, but <laughs> you do not stick. It's, no one's like, oh yeah, you know what I'm into, uh, cutting my dick up. That's that's what I mean. Yeah, and I'm and I'm pretty sure there are some women out there with braces right now that have our professional dick suckers, so they have I've seen, to I've get seen, around it. I've seen porn stars with with braces. I have, yeah, but it's still like this. child porn, No, no, no. I don't watch child porn. Come on, man, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get me arrested? I watch Japanese porn of pixelated people. That's it. That's as far. As I get, Pixelation I didn't even watch. Protects you. Don't even watch the R. Kelly tape. But, oh no! Um, but okay. nah, man. But seriously though, man, there was I've seen porn stars with braces, and it still be like Jada Fire had braces for a while. Okay. Yeah, and she was still sucking dick, and I was like, see, that's why male porn stars get paid. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, and, and they should get paid. Yeah, it's a thing, man. I I, I would definitely be thinking about that shit. Thinking hard. Yeah, I was, I was, yes, I was just like, hey, let me suck your dick, and you got braces, I'll be like, you know what, hand jobs are fine with me, we could just be friends, <laughs> we could just hold hands, it, you know, I like to build, develop personal relationships, I, it's not even about all that for me, uh, because, you know, one cut on my dick, um, and the party is over, like, that's, for everybody, yeah, I'm not into, soft serve ice cream or something, but you, you can't. Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, why don't we just go get some yogurt and just not do that uh till you get those braces off? And I guarantee that's why I feel like dudes probably have it marked on their calendar. It's like, yeah, she get them braces off in September, so you know, probably call give her a call back. You know how that goes. Um all right, man, this is the very last thing. Uh this happened during my YMCA class. I thought of this and I think it's uh something that could help everybody in life. 
um i think and as a comedian chris you would know about this i think regular social interaction needs a light like the comedy clubs <laughs> okay well yeah i can see that yeah you know you ever had those like man this shit is going on too long and you just wish that you could like have some someone <laughs> turn on a light and let them know they have a minute to wrap up yeah like they give you the window until they pull out their phone if you're talking and if you're not interesting to them they'll like start pulling out their phone and like, uh, <laughs> right. the yeah maybe an app that's the light you know what i yeah. mean so you could be talking to somebody and it's like i'm not interested in any of the shit that you have to say and then you give them the light and it's like okay well that's my time uh this yeah. has been uh good uh yeah, i'll talk to you uh harass you on the elevator next time uh you guys have a good one ah! yeah so that's my that's my new Sometimes thing people at work like they'll they'll come up to your cubicle while you're eating your lunch mm-hmm like, oh, you know, you're like, I don't want to talk to you, but it's like, you can't respect that I'm eating my lunch. Like, if I see somebody eating their lunch, I'll be like, oh, you're eating, I'll come back. Yeah, that's how I do too. And the thing about it, what I realized, motherfuckers is greedy. A lot of times they be like, what are you eating? So the next question for some people, because they, they don't have no boundaries in some workplaces, can I have some? No nigga, no, you didn't pay for this. Yeah. That, that, that must be a woman thing. I've, I've never been asked that um, at work. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah, that's gotta be a woman the women do shit like that y'all like eat each other meals and shit like go out to a restaurant order two different things and split it like dudes don't do that shit and and, and, and i think for me it's one of those things where i'm glad that i live close to my job my home i live close to my job because i just leave and the thing that gets me, and I don't know if this is a, a thing, because at my job, you some people take 30 minutes, some people take an hour. It's your choice. I opt for an hour. And so the people that take 30 minutes, you can't fucking fart in 30 minutes, and you got to be back at your desk. 30 minutes is a not a lot of fart going on today with you. A yes, I'm, I'm, I'm on the farts. Okay. Um, I'm today. Yes. And mm. so um, you can't do anything within 30 minutes. You really can't. You basically have to eat at your desk and scoffing your food down. So what I've realized is what a lot of the people with 30-minute lunch, they be always ask me where I go for lunch so you know what i don't say nothing i just i'm like a ninja i'm like the lunch ninja i just get up where where you going i don't know where i'm going as Mm -hmm. i'm steadily running to the car to crank it up and leave yeah yeah well i don't run into that problem because i don't talk to people at work and uh they i guess they don't approach me anymore which is good no because you're just so quiet yep oh and i know i want to say this Mm -hmm. and i know we can move on and uh uh shout out to megan I, i i had to get my white girl anger on today uh, with the people at Cadobas. Cadoba. Cadoba. Mm-hmm. Lord have mercy. I I'll just write that down. <laughs> I know what you meant, Karen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> them people, them people, no, the people over there at the Cadobas, they made me so angry because uh, Roger be like, you want Cadoba? I be like, yeah, I want Cadoba. And I've got to the place where everywhere we go, I got their number in my phone, so I call first. Yeah. Because I'm like, if I call, I don't have to be standing and waiting 15 minutes for you to prepare my food. So I call. It actually happened last week. I called. She was like, um, could you hold, please? And I waited for about 10 minutes. And she just kept me on hold. I hung up. And then I spent the next 30 minutes calling back and, you know, and got a, a busy tone. Mm-hmm. I said, like, okay, it was raining. I said, okay, they're busy. So today I called. And I called. She put me on hold for like 10 minutes. I hung up. I called back. She put me on hold again for another five. I hung up. Then I was pissed because I was like, yeah. hey, 
Um, do you not want orders to go? I, you know, everybody want money. Mm-hmm. So I did the Megan thing and I went online. Um, shout out to Megan. And I went to Godobas.com and I typed up a complaint. Yeah. And I emailed it to let them know I was not satisfied with the customer service I was getting. And Roger, you know, I normally don't complain, but I had to let them know that the white girl in me got a little angry and a little furious. And so I had to let my voice be heard. <laughs> I was not happy. You wrote a, you wrote a complaint. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I went to Coloba.com and I wrote a fucking complaint. I was not happy. Don't put my and ass they, on hold for no 10 minutes for lunch. And I, did they give you, like, a gift card? Did they respond to you yet? No, they haven't responded to me yet. And then I actually went up there, and when I went up there, I actually got my order, got the order. And I was like, hey, is that the manager right there? He said, yeah. I said, could you get her to come here for a second? And then I told her the story, too. I wanted them to know that I was not happy. And I said, hey, you might want to get this fixed. I said, because just in case it happened to somebody else, I said, because I, 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 you know what? And I think the thing with me is that me and Roger go to this Cadoba two to three times a week. So that's what made me piss me off. I'm like, look, I spend my fucking money here. I don't want you putting me on hold. So you had to, you uh, you went to the site, and uh, <laughs> I filled out your name, your email address, your telephone number. I was like, yes, and I wrote a long ass message like them old white folks that they had shit else to do during my lunch. I had that shit on my big ass screen, going, look, are you you was typing furiously? Yes, I was pissed. Put me on hold. As you type. Say that again, Chris. Okay. Were you listening to uh, Sister Soldier songs while you <laughs> I should have been. I was furious. I wanted them to know I was not happy with the customer service that I was receiving. I, I feel you, though. Like, sometimes you have to do that. Like, I would say I wouldn't go to Cadoba anymore, but that that happened to me at Barnes & Noble one time where I, I called about a book. And, knew, like, I I was this, this Colson Whitehead book, uh... One of my favorite authors, a Sag Harbor book came out on paperback. I was excited. I was like, oh, you guys got it. I, I came into the city early to get the book, and nobody could find it. It took like a half an hour. They said they had the book online. They said they were going to pull it for me. Uh, then they, they just screwed around, couldn't find it, and I was trying to wait. I waited and waited. And then like once at one point, the guy that was helping me stopped helping me. And then started helping out these tourists, telling them they're the best pizza places to go to or some shit. And I wrote a letter to um, Barnes and Noble, and I email or email whatever I did, emailed it to them. They gave me like a five or ten dollar gift card. That's and, and, and you know what, Chris? I, and I think the thing for me, if it was a place I went to every now and then. I might not be as furious, but nigga, I know your staff by name. You is not going to put me on hold and have me wait 10 minutes. I refuse. I know them. It's even so bad when I come in. They'll be like, two burritos? Yes. You know what I want? Yes. Get it to going? Yes. You will not put my ass on hold, and I spend money at your establishment. (laughs) I'm sorry. Yes, the white girl came out at me. I was typing that letter. Furiously. Oh, Jesus. With Taylor Swift in the background just playing in my head. <laughs> yes, I was just letting them know I was not happy. Uh, and, and the funny part about it, Roger, no, I'm super extra nice. I normally let slit shit slide. 
But I was like, you know what? Enough is enough. And I know one thing. You get to complain to folks, especially in this economy. And them people know I come in there all the time, too. You, I was like, you look. I, I, and even in my letter, I like, look. I come here two to three times a week, niggas. Mm-hmm. I'm in here. You get my money. I hear you. I hear you, dog. You got Yeah, what was that? I didn't say nigga. I wanted to say nigga, but I was like, it wouldn't be professional. Yeah, hey Chris, you gotta speak up a little bit. But um, okay, I'm sorry. And then Karen, what um exactly did you write in your letter to Cadova? Oh, I I was I was like, oh 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 um in the letter basically I was like, look, I come here two to three times a week. I love Cadovas, but your customer service is not up to par. Did they say, well, why don't you know the name if you come in three, two, three times a week? Don't you know we don't have an S on the end? It's just, it's just Cadoba. But it, well, it's Cadobas, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Cause okay. they made me mad. So we're gonna, we're not in, if you, but like this, if you, if you don't got time to pick up the phone and take my order, I ain't got time to learn your motherfucking name. You Cadobas! <laughs> you know what? You should get, you should get Liam Neeson to come and get, no. <laughs> I fucked that joke up, but that like you know how fucking. You just get on the call there, say he had a special set of skills. That that thing. Yeah. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> that Ken Peel sketch where those two guys were standing out. They were playing bellhops, and they were like, "Oh, I love Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson is the shit." You know what? Whatever. I'm fuck. I failed you guys. Not the Ken Peel sketch where they kept at. Uh, they make shit plural, like yeah, that kind of yeah, shit yeah. where <laughs> Liam Neeson's you know, that shit. <laughs> and, and and you know and 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 I think for me. I had I had to literally calm down because I, 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 I literally wrote that letter right before I rolled up there. I was like pissed because I was trying to call it because I wanted to make it quick. Mm-hmm. And so after that second time, within the 10 minutes, with you know, within a 20 minute span, you, you don't bitch, you don't put me hold on. And I think, you know, I think what made me mad and what, what made me mad was that first time when she kept me on hold for 10 minutes, she kept me on hold. And you know what I heard? Her taking fucking orders. Yes, ma'am. How are you doing? Welcome to Cadobas. What would you like? And I was like, I know this bitch ain't got me on hold and she motherfucking taking order. And I think, I think with the long I was on that phone and every customer, yes, your order is three ninety nine. Thank you for, w- welcome to, um, thank you. Come back again. I, after the fourth or fifth customer, I was like, oh, she don't forgot. She got me on hold. Oh, she got it twisted. I will make a complaint. You should, like, no, I'm. It pisses me off too, cause like you, you spend your money there, and you, you're a nice person, and and that, that I think the anger does come from that. Like it's like I'm a hey, I'm a nice person. Yes. I just wonder how much spit they're putting in our burritos now. That's all. <laughs> they owe you guys a gift card. They owe your parents or, or, owe you at least at least a ten dollar gift card. Or or something, and 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 I and I think that I think the thing is, and like I said before, and, and it's not even really repeat myself. If I didn't spend money there, I would not be upset. But for the fact that I go in there and y'all like, yo, hey, what's up? How you doing? We if me, if me and Roderick miss a week or two, they're like, hey, we ain't seen you in a week. We got a relationship going on. We go together, Cadoba. We go together. Mm-hmm. So. Guess what? It's two sides. I spend my money. You make me food. This is a part of our relationship. I just hope our food is not like got ball juice in it or some shit now. Cause it don't. It don't. And, and when I went up there, I kept, I kept my cool. Oh, that's right. Cause you could watch them make it. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I sat there and, and watched them make my food. Okay. Yeah. And, and and I talked to the, I didn't talk to the manager afterwards. I talked. I mean, I didn't talk to the manager before. I went through the line and mm-hmm. then I was like, "Hey, you manager right there? Yeah, lady, you come over here." 
I got something to say to you. And, you know, she explained the situation to me. She apologized and all that stuff. Okay, great. But I still uh, sent that letter because as far as I'm concerned, y'all going to hear about this. <clears throat> well, bravo. I, I, they'll, they'll get back to you. Yeah, I'm not telling you not to. I, I just find it. I'm uh, so proud I, of I myself. Just find it, I just find it funny when, um, <clears throat> that in, like, 2013 when we get mad, it means a strongly worded email on someone's website. You know what I mean? Like, it used yeah. to be a time where it's like, oh, I'm mad. I'm going to cuss this motherfucker at McDonald's the fuck out. And now it's like, oh, really? I will go to the corporate site. I will send an email to customer service. They will they will let me know when they receive it. It will be addressed in 7 to 10 business days. Yes. And then we will see. Ha ha. <laughs> yeah, yes. And and the and the funny thing about it and I I Chris I'm like you. Roger know me. I'm extra 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 nice. I'm the person that if it wasn't for Roger, I would probably get dessert at the end of every meal. I'm that person because If it wasn't for me, something. I'm not holding you back. <laughs> Don't try to, don't try to act like that. I, I, bl- I blame you. But it's one of the things where I'm like, I, I'm very nice. I'm very polite. You know, I'm very easygoing. So for me to get upset about your customer service, cause I actually worked in the industry before. And I was like, my thing is like, I know the assholes, but I was like, I'm not an asshole. That, that's what really frustrated me. I was like, I've been on the other foot when somebody came in there ranting and raving and they wrong. Right. Shit, I'm right. And that's what made me mad. Have you ever thought about standing in line and then calling them while you're standing in line? And then when they put you on hold, you say, ha ha, I'm right here, motherfucker. In their face. <laughs> I think we should try that next time. That That's what we should do. Yeah. Like, why the fuck you got me on hold? They'd be like, you already in line. You go, I was just checking your hold system. I knew you was in here taking orders while I was, while I was on hold. You could have took my order real quick, you know? Yeah. And, and, and make them take it over the phone. Stand there and watch them and make them take it over the phone. I bet you they take it then while I'm standing looking in their face. Yeah, exactly. That's all it is. And, and my, don't make me come back up here. And my thing is that fast food, I understand, cause, cause it is a form of fast food. I understand people lazy and they don't want to work and shit like that. I completely understand that. But you know what? Not my issue, not my problem. Yeah, that's true. Well, at yeah. least scandal airs tonight. Um, alright. <clears throat> we have some articles to talk about, people. Um, the first thing is, have you heard about what's going on with Oscar Pistorius? Yeah. Oscar Pistorius. Pistorius. Uh, he is the dude that, <clears throat> Karen and I, we don't really get into the nationalism of the Olympics, and I know many of you do. And, um, <clears throat> I'm not saying it's the worst thing in the world, but it makes me feel icky. Like, I just don't like the Olympics in general. It seems very archaic and, um, like it almost promotes the worst in countries and people and i know it's supposed to be disguised and like but it's all rooting for america or whatever but it's like you know this shit don't matter and it's not making anybody's lives really better um so uh people you know they root for the olympics and shit and that's cool but um one of the problems i have with the olympics is that it's more than just sporting event like if the Olympics was literally just turn on your TV, this event is happening, and that's the end of it, yeah. I might be I might be able to tolerate that more. Yeah. But the fact that the Olympics has basically turned into uh, <clears throat> a narrative machine, like you introduce to these each contestant, they got to tell you who has the the stories of triumph. They got to tell you Step who back. worked the hardest and. You know, what, who's gonna, you know, uh, like it just turns more into the story than the actual whatever's happening. Yeah. Like, I, I doubt anyone is keeping up with Gabby Douglas or her hair right now. No. You know, it's like, it's not the Olympics. 
nobody gives a fuck anymore you know but at the time, time it became yeah, a, a big story yeah it was an all-consuming you could not avoid it i didn't even watch the olympics and i heard and about i knew it. details of that because people were just like in an uproar about it and it's because you know we're kind of told to care because it's our country and it's the world's biggest stage well i feel like um and this happens with sports all the time but this is the side effect of it is oscar pistorius who uh is accused of killing his girlfriend um <clears throat> accidentally i guess is what his 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 uh his 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 justification his reasoning is that hey i accidentally shot my girlfriend uh through a bathroom door i thought she was a a, a uh intruder and he a double amputee he's a double amputee he's a sprinter or a runner i don't know uh which one but he's a runner and uh it was a big story of like him overcoming things because he was able to run with these prosthetic like ski looking leg things with springs and stuff in them and there was a big controversy over should he be allowed to compete or not is it actually an advantage uh <clears throat> to have these instead of legs and um you know it was just a very big deal um and people turned him into a hero just for being oh, out there competing ain't, ain't this the dude they got mad because they were saying something about the way his legs were designed it gave him an advantage yes that's mm-hmm. yep so um it turns out, I guess, at least once in his past with this relationship, there's been uh, accusations of domestic violence and stuff. And now his girlfriend is dead. He's saying that it was uh, some accidental shit where, you know, it was supposed to be Valentine's Day and she came over and I guess he forgot she was coming over. He shot her. She ran into the bathroom. He shot through the, he shot three times in the bathroom. Oh shit. And, uh, she died and, uh, you know, he's saying it's an accident and uh, people are upset. Now they feel like this hero betrayed them and all of that stuff. But don't take my word for it. Uh, uh, Mary Carrillo of uh, uh, the Today Show. She was doing a interview because uh, they were asking her about details of it. And um, <clears throat> she was she was like uh, kind of broken up about it. If I can get this thing to play. But they're just normal people. Yeah, they they are, um, you know, but I, I really think they, that people take it beyond that. Yeah, and they holding really, really high standards. Yeah, and I don't know why this video isn't playing anymore. It was playing yesterday, but... Do you want to refresh it? Yeah, uh, I think I just tried that. But uh, she goes on to start talking about the case and, like, what it means to people. And apparently she spent a week with the guy, like, interviewing him and trying to get him to... Uh, 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 I guess talk about his story and open up. This is before any murder accusation and all of that stuff. It's just that he's this inspirational figure that or at least he's been elevated to being an inspirational uh, figure. And um, and there's and basically now she feels let down and and, and hurt by this guy. Uh, so uh, she like she started like being choked up. Uh-huh. You know, like she sounded like she was going to cry because, uh, you know, this this dude had essentially uh, defrauded her of her goodwill and good intentions. And, you know, this has always been a, a side a effect. lady got shot, but you're angry because he defrauded you, not for the fact that it's a person dead. It's, it's mm-hmm. the same reason, like, people feel upset about Lance Armstrong, except Lance Armstrong didn't kill anybody. Like they felt betrayed by it's just it's just this weird 
idols. Like we work, people we worship people in, in society a little too much that we don't see them as infallible. You know. Like, yeah, I feel the same way about like uh, Manta Teo. Yeah. Where people are like, he, you know, it's so sad. He let me down and, you know, he got tricked and all this stuff. And it's like, well, he's just a dude at the same time. Like, uh, just because someone can, you know, play a sport well or, um, you know, uh, shoot a basketball or, or compete in the Olympics, even overcome, um, a physical disability, it doesn't actually say anything about their character necessarily as far as, being a good person um so you know i think that you know the assumption that that so many people uh have made uh when it comes to sports is and i don't know if if it's you know chicken or egg i guess um is it because we don't want to uh we can't root for um we don't feel comfortable rooting for for people unless they're hero figures or is or it you know in, yeah they have to, or is it that they become hero figures because we're rooting for them like i don't know which you know chicken or the egg i don't know which one it is you know it almost seems like it's like we put our our failures or our desire to want to be that person whether it be pistorius or lebron james or tiger woods or lance armstrong we put all of that on them uh, God, what's the right word? What's the right phrase for that? It's just you, you're, you're putting, it's like if your dad wants you to be a football player because he right. wants to be a football player and you don't want to be one and, uh, and they push you to be that. Living vicariously through them. You live, that's exactly it. You're living well, vicariously. I'm very smart, Chris. I'm very smart. These guys and it's just, you are, man. You went to a good school. <laughs> um, and, uh, and 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 then when it feels like they've lied to us, and then a part of us like, then that means a part of us is impure or I, something like that. I just found like, the clip. Um, let me see if I can play the clip for everybody real quick. But just listen to her like around a minute fifteen. Mark. Center with Brian Williams and covered Oscar Pistorius for NBC Sports at the London Olympics. Mary, good morning. Good to see you. Good to see you, David. This is so different from last summer. I mean, yeah. in a nation that is so divided on so many levels, this man was a hero, a superhero, an idol to millions of people. And I'm one of those people who put a halo over his head, just like everyone else. Now he's doing a perp walk. It's it's still hard to reconcile. It, it's got to be so strange. And as this story builds, is now a, a criminal trial that's just beginning. What is the mood like? It's got to be all anyone's talking about. It is all over this this entire country. Obviously, you know, the Reva Steenkamp, her, her memorial service was today in Port Elizabeth. Here in Johannesburg, there have been, since early morning, uh, demonstrators from the ANC Women's League holding placards that say, say things like, Oscar Pistorius should rot in hell. I mean, these are people who embrace this man in, on so, in so many ways, and now they want to see him... They want to see him go away, go to prison. It's again, it, it's uh, it's still surreal for someone like me. I spent about a week with him here last summer for Rock Center, and I mean, he was heralded. He was a hero. I went to his house where he, where this uh, horrible tragedy took place, and surely he was jumpy even back then. We had kept open the garage door because before he was home, he had allowed us to set up and bring in equipment, lights, cameras, all of that. And the garage door was still open when he came back from training, and he started yelling 
at the housekeeper. It wasn't the housekeeper's fault. It was our fault. But clearly this guy worried about his safety, worried about security. He was a gun guy. And that's very, very clear. And now it looks like his entire legacy. I mean, I had this guy as a Nobel Peace Prize winner one day. Now he could be spending the rest of his life in jail. Not down. All because he is uh, he plays a sport and yeah. it's it's you know and and it's like because of this you have to be inspirational we can't just simply say a guy plays a sport and that's it and the thing about it is that i guess nobody ever told her her life people ain't shit see this is what happened when you get that people ain't shit talk and you put people on these pedestals and then they fall but if you get to the point where you know people ain't shit you go okay that's fucked up what you did Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like it's easier for you to move on past that point versus you look to them as a hero. You look to them as a symbol. You look to them as I can live like like um, Chris saying I can vicariously live through you. You're doing things that I wish I could do. And you put so much pressure on people to be something that they really might not be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. And then this also reminds me um, of the story we covered about the high school football team that had the quote-unquote rape crew and none of the adults wanted to uh get to even look into it or uh you know you know evidence is staring them in the face that people are posting online accounts and pictures of things that are happening and everyone's turning a blind eye because it's the football team and it's you know it's like it really does beg the question like which rat you know is it the chicken or the egg like which is causing this where people are, are just want our they want these people to be perceived as morally superior and let's justify their actions also, you know, where, um, you know, even in her, you know, talking about this guy where she, you can tell she feels somewhat betrayed, but she's even then like, well, he was really jumpy. He had guns. Uh, you know, uh, one time his garage was yeah, open. It's like the things you're saying are, are contrary to, to what you, you portraying to us that you're upset about. Right. Yeah. Cause now she says that he was jumpy, but before, like she probably dismissed it, but right. that way that motherfucker was jumpy. Did that make the article? I doubt it. No. Cause yeah. it didn't go with the hero narrative. You yes. don't want to go. This guy's a fucking paranoid gun nut in a fucking article about how he overcame uh losing his legs and and, 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 and became an olympic, olympic season when that shit would not have ran you exactly. know what i'm saying like it wouldn't have ran and i think it was yesterday or day before yesterday i overheard you listen to blacking it up and they mm-hmm. was talking about raping things like that and they were saying that one girl at a university wanted to press charges and they told her wait a semester because the dude was almost about to graduate yeah that's yeah. notre dame mm-hmm Yes. Well, I don't think it was. No, well, it would have been fine at Notre Dame because the girl would have been imaginary and, you know, no, would have well, never well, really Notre happened. Dame had something go down around the same right before the bowl. And they did. They were investigating yeah. and they didn't suspend the guy because he was in the game. He was a yep. And uh, the girl actually, uh, I don't think she went to Notre Dame. She went to like another college close by and then she like killed herself. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this, but you know, like I said, it's this, this culture around sports that people don't really talk about, but it's just like diplomatic immunity for these guys. It's this assumption of, you know, like we see domestic violence cases that end in death mm-hmm. all the time. And yet somehow 
we're out here like yeah you know uh it's a valentine's day gone wrong it's like well you know valentine's day gone wrong is i forgot your flowers uh yeah the candy i left it at my job it's not i fucking killed you that's yeah. a little more than a valentine's day yeah, va- yeah, tragedy va- valentine's day go wrong was oops i forgot to make all that roofs chris right let's go to wendy's and go back home that's right. you know that's a valentine's day tragedy yes this well, is- and, and it's and it's a and it's a manufactured holiday too and it's like something going wrong on something that our society manufactured yeah. on a on a day that's just a normal day but it, <laughs> it puts so much stress on you Really I like I like how Chris jumped right into Valentine's Day too. Like you know, also she died on a made up holiday that's full of bullshit. Like you know what's funny though is all, <laughs> all the holidays are made up and full of bullshit. But yep. but um, let me just throw this card in there too, man. Like there's witnesses who said they heard him arguing. Yep, I heard that too. There's like it's it's bigger than just it's, oh it's just so weird. You know, he's a paranoid guy with a gun. I mean, shit happens. You know, it's like well, there's also people saying they were arguing for an hour. You know. Yeah. Is and it? I think there's like there's a history, there's a, like, like you said, there's a history of it. And I think I heard I heard something where there's a rash of break-ins and how yeah. home invasions that go on in South, South Africa. Africa. Yeah, it's pretty rampant, and so he's probably on edge with that, and he has his gun by his bed and stuff. So, uh, and then it's like he said he didn't notice he shot her until at, later on he went to go check the bed for her. And it's like, I don't know if you guys have ever heard a noise in the middle of the night, but um, you check on your woman first things first. Because, yeah. you I mean, obviously you would want to check on any other person who's supposed to be in the house first. I know so. Before you start letting off fucking rounds. Like, it just, I don't know. It seems like a fishy, shady-ass story, and it still is obviously only people care. Only People only care because, you know. He he, run good. Ain't that the truth? All right, man. Um, here, let's go some guests to race, Chris. You ready to? You got your racism cap on? Sure, I'm ready. I'm in. I'm excited to hear what the chat room has to say. It's always fun to hear. All right, we got some good people in the chat room today. Let's see what they right. bring to the table. Um, uh, the man who reportedly mixed bleach into his infant daughter's formula on Sunday morning. How you mistakenly mix bleach? Said he was only trying to help her breathe easier with a home remedy he heard about from a friend. A home remedy from somebody that knew Dr. Kevorkian? <laughs> you know, you, you put a little bleach uh, with the baby's milk and uh, you clear that sinus patches right on up, you know. Call poison control. Tell them. They'll tell you. Just do it a little bit. Just a little bit. Karan Washington, 20. Spoke to about a dozen members of the media Monday afternoon in a hastily called news conference that ended up abruptly by a member of the Marion County Public Defender's Office. So apparently uh, his lawyers didn't want him talking to the media or something. And he with uh, you. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure how that happened. If he had a public defender and the meeting was ended abruptly by the public defender office. Did they think this was a good idea or did he? Like, how did this happen mm-hmm. that he was allowed to talk to? I need a lawyer. Anybody. I need some lawyers to write in or something because this doesn't seem like this would be greenlit by anybody. <laughs> Why don't you just talk to him, dumbass? Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, it's probably the dumbest decision I've made in my life. Uh, before the meeting ended, Washington said his daughter, Caitlin, uh, had suffered from breathing problems since her birth, December 14th. The girl was born with her esophagus detached from her stomach and required oh, surgery. Oh, shit. 
washington said he would never intentionally hurt his daughter and and only added less than a cap full of bleach to about two ounces of her baby formula because a friend from school told him he she used the remedy with her child can we find this lady and have her arrested too i know it's so if she exists get her too man Uh, i'm black all right you're going black or something like that his name is Karan Washington, C-A-R-R-O-N. Yeah. Washington yep. said, Washington who said he is a pre-med student. What the? <laughs> I don't believe that bullshit. How are you going to pre-med be a pre-med student and not know that? Well, it's, it's before med, Karen. It's pre-med. So this is obviously a learning lesson. He did not know this. Ain't now, you ever worked with bleach in, the, in, in your lab? Well, if he was post-med, then I understand. He should know Well, you things. shit don't. You clean with bleach. Technically, we're all pre-med students because we don't know what the fuck we're doing. I know I don't. Um, at the College of Central Florida, and he said his friend was a classmate. So if your doctor, if you got a doctor, guys, check that diploma on you the better. wall. And make sure it's, it's not real. College of Central Florida. Don't go there. <laughs> and of course it happened in Florida. Of course. While old home remedies involving kerosene, whiskey, and even urine are abundant, and kerosene, just, whiskey, and you what the what? The, what is people giving their infants? That's why they're crazy. It's batshit crazy because y'all get them all this stupid ass shit. Yeah, yep. That's why you got to slap a nigger baby once in a while, Karen. I guess so. Ingesting bleach is not common. The girl's mother, Therese Roberts was upset when Washington admitted he gave the girl bleach. The last time I talked to her was that night before I got arrested. I told her I did it. She was emotional about it, said the soft-spoken Washington. The baby was listed in stable condition at Shands at the, uh, at the University of Florida in Gainesville on Monday afternoon. According to Lieutenant Billy Woods of the Ocala Police Department, uh, attempts money to reach Roberts or family, uh, members of her family, were not successful. So, that is, wow. Uh, apparently, Washington and Roberts live in separate units in uh, in apartments, so they don't live together. Though they have a baby together, and he's staying there so he can help take care of his baby, just like President Obama recommended. On Saturday night and Sunday morning, the baby was fussy. After waking up at a one a.m. Sunday, Washington put the bleach in the bottle and fed the baby some of the formula. Uh, the child vomited some of the liquid and started to cry. I panicked. I immediately called nine one one. Called my parents. Called her parents and started crying. And I slapped that nigga baby and said, shut up, and it stopped. That's all you got to do. Get this shut one. up and get a job, you nigga baby. Yeah. <laughs> Stop being so lazy, nigga baby. Quit all this goddamn crying. Yeah. That's what that dude should have did. It got extra racist with it when people were like, what did you say? I said that goddamn nigga needs to get back to work now. Everyone shut up on this plane. Um... The child was rushed to the Monroe Regional Medical Center and then the Shans initially Washington did not put in the bleach in the bottle. I was scared of losing. What, the baby put it in herself? Come on, man. I know. Come on. That was a dumbass defense. <laughs> it wasn't me. That baby loves bleach. Um, I was scared. <laughs> I was scared of losing her. I don't think I didn't think of all the cons. <laughs> Two babies ingesting bleach. What is the list of pros and cons? <laughs> uh, do you not read the side? It tells you do not ingest. What were the pros? <laughs> I don't know. The pros, maybe the baby quit crying. Yeah, because it's dead. Right. I didn't think of all the cons. That's permanent. That's permanent silence. Okay, sir. Well, can you uh, think of all the pros for baby ingesting bleach? Uh, well, it's white, so it will be extra fresh looking. Hey, so will his insides. 
Baby's oh. teeth gonna be shining, dog. Um, so he said, I was scared of losing her. I didn't think of all the cons. It was probably the dumbest decision I made in my life. Just more than five minutes after Washington began talking to the media, unidentified woman with the public defender's office quickly announced the interview was over and also Washington out of the room. Of course. Just before the interview was interrupted, Washington professed his love for his daughter and said he hoped he would be able to see her again soon. If I can love anyone as God loves us, that's pretty much how I love her. I'll do whatever I have to do to see her. Washington's being held without bond at suicide watch i know uh washington is being held without bond or bleach at marion county jail i hope so on a charge of domestic aggravated child abuse dangerous dangerous that bleach so chris what'd you say he's a a fucking idiot yeah he does seem like a fucking idiot to me too we playing Um, guess the race yeah we're playing guess the race obviously uh chris has already guessed black um and also let me just throw this in oh florida Oh, Florida. Caronta yeah. uh, Quinte enrolled at a HBC No U that lost his accreditation. Apparently, daddy's got the magic of Clorox. Precious mom. I've been a long, long quest. White Washington's ain't no moon cricket. <laughs> That's Nick Jew. <laughs> oh, Some backward ass ignorant mama is, is only five days older than him and his coon ass. <laughs> Nightcrawler, an unraised nigger baby who didn't have his big mama around. Uh, we went from building civilization and pyramids to this. A no good Obama supporter. Biscuit lipped spook. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Biscuit lipped? That's good. Skin bleaching, Sammy Sosa loving Dominican, and whiter than that baby shit. The correct answer is black. It was a black, black man. Um, here's another one. Out of Florida. A Manatee County defendant, Ronald Howard, did violate the listed statute under the following circumstances. Shalimar and Ronald are boyfriend and girlfriend and live together at the listed residence uh, as a family. Sorry, this is from the police report, guys. They got into a verbal argument about Ronald scratching his testicles while sitting on the couch. Ha! <laughs> We've all been here. Scratching them balls. Shalimar told him to stop doing that in front of her because it was rude. That's right. His girlfriend's name Shalimar. And disgusting. And she was about to eat dinner. That is when she alleges Ronald stood up from the couch and started to get in her face and yell at her to stop judging him. Now, I know as a man, Chris, you probably dealt with this, too. You do feel judged for scratching your balls. And, you know, that should be a safe place, man. You're in your own home. It's your own balls. You're not touching anybody or anything. This ain't the first time that done fell out. You can't even scratch your balls, you know. That's again like the the last time I did the show. There was a guy that what beat up his wife mm-hmm. because of some pizza. Yes, like that was about something else. Like it wasn't about him scratching his balls. Like that was like the the straw that broke the camel's back. You know, like it was, it was about something else. Like clearly, this lady had been judging him his whole life, and finally he couldn't take it anymore. Uh, uh, the balls was the last straw. Yeah, dude. Did he jump in her face, fussing at her with his balls swinging? Shalomar then alleged that Ronald pushed her into the couch and started to get in her face. And, wait, hold on. Pushed her into the corner of the kitchen, causing her to fall to the ground and scrape her ankle. She stated that he then grabbed her and threw her outside and told her to get the hell out. Shit. Uh, the police then met with Ronald and he stated that Shalomar punched him in the eye for scratching his balls while sitting on the couch. He then said that he pushed her out the door in self-defense but didn't call the cops because he didn't want it to go that far. Just like woman. 
You know what I mean? I I believe they both tell the truth. I believe she was went over there was a nigga who is scratching your balls, popped him, and then he pushed yeah. out the house. This is why a man can't win an argument against a woman, right? Like women may be physically quote unquote weaker than us, but they will go the extra mile, dog. Like a dude would never. We keep thinking there's all these rules to fighting and shit. You like, oh man, I'm not gonna call the cops on her though. I'm just gonna put a cold stake over this this black eye and cry myself to sleep while yeah. juggling my balls and she's like no fuck that i'm calling the goddamn cops somebody going to jail tonight and it's not gonna be me you should raise it yep and that's why his ass in jail dog even if he was right even if even she if punched him in his fucking eye. face yep. and all it doesn't matter not ronald ass going to jail <laughs> I had a I had an uncle that had to deal with this shit before, man, where he was dating a crazy woman. We was like, she crazy, dog, don't do it. And next thing you know, it's like, can you bail me out of jail? It's like, did you hit somebody? What happened? She stabbed me and I'm in jail. Oh, shit. Right. Because she called like, the cops. Women don't have those consequences like like we do. Like, right. If you would be out of pocket like that. Right. So, and then also they don't have the judgment. You know, like if I call the cops, like, uh, yeah, this five foot two, uh, uh, female, uh, just smacked me in my eye and now I'm calling you to help me. I gotta wait till the cops stop laughing. Exactly. Yep. So it's fucked up. Life and, and, is- and you know what? See, now that's the same shame and mm-hmm. the same embarrassment that women get when dudes judge them for being whores. Now you understand. First of all, I've always been on your side. I don't know why you're raising your voice. I know. Uh, second of all, second of all, uh, it's, it, it is a, it's a double standard. Like it yes, works it both is. ways. And yes, it's definitely it the, oh, you, ha- you can't keep your woman in check mm-hmm. double standards. Like, well, I'm not going to hit her. She's a person. I ain't that the truth. And, um, you know, and she hit me. It's like, you know, it was like, well, you had to call the cops, nigga. You a bitch. It's like a double standard. And yeah, this, I think that's why he was really like, I don't want to call these cops because, she was like, standards? Who got standards? You going to jail, nigga. Yeah, nigga going to jail, though. Yep. Yeah. That's why I would never date a crazy person, man. I, nope. Conflict resolution is underrated, man. I said that so. And dating people saying it's underrated, too. Uh, Ronald did not have any visible injuries, but Shalimar did have a scratch on her leg that was consistent with her version of events. So that nigga went directly to jail. Do not pass go. Mm. Do not collect two hundred dollars. Mm, and take that steak off your eye. Yep, he was placed under arrest without incident and completed a sworn affidavit. A domestic brochure was issued along with the case number. Guess the race. I think uh, they're both black. All right, let's check the chat room. See what they believe. African American former member of Motile Doo-Wop gang. Uh, I mean group. <laughs> Ike Turner anime black, no tooth having trailer park living acting privilege, but because they broke, they ain't honey boo boo cracker white. Damn dirty coon and crazy cave bitch, fatherless eggplant, nigger scratching his salty chocolate balls. Oh lord. Billy Bob Thornton, an insect that chirps at the moon. <laughs> the basis for the next Tyler Perry movie, black, and niggas who don't believe in black love, the correct answer is black. Black. Yeah, they were black people. That's that's crazy. But grabbing his balls. Sometimes man, you gotta just let it go, man. Um, yes, it, uh, I don't got no balls, but it's a sad day when you can't scratch your balls because you know that's like a. That's, but see, dudes like titties, so you know if you let your titties hang, scratch them, he ain't never gonna say put them titties away. If he do, I'm gonna look at you crazy, going, "Well, you must not want nothing else." Yeah, put those goddamn titties away. 
what's wrong with you um this this is just a crazy ass story um well and everybody's been sending it to us by the oh, way what happened uh it's too early to determine whether the missing canadian tourist elisa lamb whose body was found inside a water tank atop a downtown los angeles hotel was victim of a water homicide tank. damn uh officials plan to perform an autopsy thursday but the sources who spoke on the condition of anonymity because the case was ongoing said investigators said it's possible her death was accidental detectives were looking for any signs of trauma to her body or clues at the hotel police confirmed tuesday that the body of lamb 21 was pulled from a tank at the cecil hotel lamb who authorities said traveled to california from vancouver on january 26th was last seen january 31st at the hotel los angeles county coroner spokesperson Ed Winter said investigators were still trying to determine how and why Lamb got in the water tank. and had no idea how ah. how long she had been inside. The matter is being treated as a death investigation. Lamb's body was discovered by a hotel worker checking out complaints of a weak water pressure uh, in, in hotel rooms. She was reported missing about three weeks ago. Her exact reasons for coming to California were unclear, but police said they believe her ultimate destination was Santa Cruz. Maybe she was going to do porn maybe so detectives have not discussed her exact movements or whether she had visited anyone last week police released video of lamb inside a cecil hotel elevator and surveillance footage lamb is seen pushing buttons for multiple floors at one point stepping out of the elevator waving her arms investigators searched the roof of the cecil with the aid of dogs when lamb was first reported missing uh, this, uh, Sergeant Rudy Lopez said he didn't know if the tanks were examined. He did a very thorough search of the hotel, but we didn't search every th- room. We could only do that if we had probable cause that a crime had been committed. A locked door that only employees had access to and a fire escape are the only ways to get to the roof. The door is equipped with an alarm system that notifies hotel personnel if someone's been up there. Uh, uh, so I, I guess they just, like, according to this, someone went to, like, make a shower, like, get a shower, take a shower. And the water from the, from you know whatever was black, but oh, ow! You serious? Mm-hmm. They was taking showers in dead woman juice. Oh man! Mm-hmm. Exactly. You for real? Yes, I'm serious. Uh, that's what a so terrible way to find out. What's wrong? With, well, what was wrong with the pipes? I appreciate you checking. Oh, it was a dead body in there. So um, you know, uh, good luck with starting your day. I feel bad for the hotel because I was like, oh, that's a hotel I won't be going to again. Yeah. yeah. All the soap in the world couldn't. Uh, Get couldn't. that. You erase that shit out of my mind. Yeah. And what are you going to wash it off with? More dead woman juice? The bleach that the dude gave like, the baby? <laughs> I wonder what kind of hotel that place is. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. The, did you say the name of it? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know how. You know how it's like a hotel could be in a bad area of town or some shit you know yeah. like it doesn't and, really even matter and what it sounds like this one was unstable who else other than a five-year-old goes and push all the buttons to the elevator mostly want to get their ass on and off of an elevator yeah there's a youtube video of her in the elevator and it's two minutes and 40 seconds of her in the elevator think about that that doesn't make sense no i don't sound like she just might have been not stable or not yeah functioning and climbed right. her ass in there and just died you don't so, think somebody killed her? Like, you think she probably just happened there? I don't know. All I know is uh, something was, it looked like something, something was wrong, wrong on the video. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll put the link in the chat, but, you know, she didn't look like she was uh, functioning on all cylinders, if you know what I mean. Uh, but, all right, that's not guess the race, though. Um, 
because I don't really think there's you enough clothes. Just make us sad. Thanks, Rob. Yeah, I just wanted y'all to all feel bad about taking showers and baths and dead woman juice. So next time ah. that your, your, your water pressure is low, just think to yourself, is there a dead person somewhere uh, stuck in the way? Oh, not. All right, back. check the color of the water, people. Back to guess the race. So let's see if we can get this article going. And uh, it likes to take its time. You know, no rush. It's just uh, just embarrass me, computer. That's fine. I know. You've been having a tough time today. Stove explosion. St. Pete police say that a woman was injured while she was cooking waffles in her friend's oven. Now, apparently, a man had stored his high-capacity magazine in that oven <gasps> four rounds in it. So the magazine exploded, causing superficial shrapnel wounds to the woman. Police did not arrest him, though. The gun was not stolen. He had no prior record, and he did have a concealed permit holder. Who right. bakes their gun? All right, it's not guess the race, but what are bullets doing in a fucking oven? Who made the gun cake and decided to put real bullets in it and didn't tell nobody? I can't believe it's not bullets. And another question, who bakes waffles? Right. Don't you that got a the, waffle maker? That's the real question is in 2013, Who's how do you bake a waffle? Yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm, I was confused by that. Like, I honestly feel like if you try to bake a waffle, you deserve to be shot. You know, so it's, really, <laughs> it's kind of like uh, it just all wrapped itself up neatly. Um, you think he had already planned it out? He was like, look, I'm tired of this bitch and her nasty ass waffle. She baked right. that shit one more time. I'll be sure she get shot. Right. I feel like I would just walk in someone's kitchen and go, what you making? Waffles. Why is your stove on? <laughs> I that the truth. I feel like that would be that how that conversation goes. Like God didn't give us egos. And, and I have a question: How high was that fucking oven to make that gun go off? Right, right. Four hundred fifty, five fifty. She was gonna flash burn those fucking I'm, waffles. I'm, I'm pretty sure it went three seventy five. Unless you had that shit on for a long ass time. Yeah, I put put bacon waffles into Google. I'm pretty sure that the only thing that's gonna return is this article because ain't no recipes for that shit. <laughs> Um, you all right. Google search that. They'd be like, nigga, what are you doing? Google will right. <laughs> Google be like, come on, man. Come on, oh, buddy. Um, uh, I, all right. Let's, all right. The, now back to guest race. This is actual guest race. Um, it, <laughs> this, uh, I feel like this is easy, but whatever. Um, is this the most expensive drink at Starbucks? $47.30? For a drink. A Washington man says he shattered the record for ordering the costliest coffee at the chain at $47.30. He called it a quadrigonoctuple frap. Quadrinoctuple flap. flap. That, that shit better have alcohol in it. I did a lot of research. I did a lot, a lot of research at Bo Chevalsus. Um, Chevasus. Uh, Scott went all over YouTube and Google. I could not find anything really above $23. Shavasa is 27, decided to head to the local Starbucks. What the $23? Like, I mean, what kind of drink? I know Starbucks is expensive, but. I'm like you, Chris. God damn. What, what, what? I mean, come on now. Armed with a 52 ounce mug, he ordered a Venti. Wait, I'm sorry. Venti 40 shot mocha frappuccino soy mocha drizzle matcha. Powder, protein powder, caramel brulee, topped with strawberry, two bananas, caramel drizzle, frappuccino chips, and vanilla bean. And no alcohol. Not a single drop. 
generous baristas gave him an extra eight shots for good measure i did it for he fun be bouncing off of the fucking well, all that caffeine he then obtained the glow from the last dragon yes he did <laughs> i did it for fun for a bit of entertainment to see if it is if it is all possible i was surprised how cool the starbucks employees were they seemed almost more interested in trying to set the record than i was because See, that's the kind of white privilege that you have where you don't you don't have anything to do but try to make an expensive like drink coffee. like that's just you know and i hope he went in like at three o'clock in the afternoon you know after you know before the dinner rush but after oh my the god lunch rush. could you imagine him in there in the middle of breakfast ordering that shit if and, he was the guy in front of you and you would be you would be like nigga if he would be he would be dead, <laughs> dead. they would kill him yes you'd be like um yes can i have eight more shots <laughs> three, more, three more shots i want some powder you be like, look, I just want my my low moco frappe latte to, to go, please. That's all I want. That's all I want. Why? Is, you 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 need to go, like like they do at the restaurant. You need to get over there in the, in, in the other line and the go line and tie that shit up, sir. Uh, because it was his birthday, baristas gave Chavez's the colossal drink for free. Are you serious? Although technically, I didn't give them money. It's still the most expensive drink. He added Chavez's Chavez's who captured the experience on video didn't try to down it at all once uh down it all at once he said he was able to drink about half over several days it was so sweet it made my gums hurt he said shit it remains unclear instant diabetes that's what that is it remains unclear whether shivasis holds the official record for the most expensive starbucks drink the seattle best base chain did not immediately return the daily news request for comments that, that should break the rule for the most sugary ass drink Yep, but he's definitely top last year's rec- alleged record holder. Guess the race of Mr. Shavasis. He is white. All right, let's check the chat room. Cheese eating bird turd. Chaz Chet Romney or Romney Stein uh, for being stingy. Either uh, loves animals more than humans or makes love to animals more than humans. White with cheese. White, says Nick Jew. The most impossible of all the impossible white men. No, he's not even close. Damn white boy. Whiter than the cup, translucent cheese eater with dumb privilege, horse-loving cracker. If he was black, his gums wouldn't have been hurt. Ghetto Kool-Aid, worse than that. Asian on Asian on a mission uh-huh. to untighten his eyes. Oh, Whiter than the cocaine that they sniff. White privilege ambassador who said, fuck you to Wilford Brimley's diabetes testing supplies. Drinks cappuccino with whipped privilege. Correct answer is <laughs> white. It was a white man. Um. Yeah, I don't even know what half of that stuff means. Yeah. Uh, it's almost like you speak another language when you go in there. How'd you know he was white, Karen? Who? How, how did I know he yeah. was white? What was your first clue? Who the fuck ordered a $47 drink with no alcohol in it? What about you, Chris? How'd you know he was white? Just when you said Starbucks. I knew he was white when he said, I did a lot of, lot of research on YouTube. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, that's a good giveaway. Oh. A lot of research. Uh, we haven't talked about sore ratchetness. Prosecutors have formally charged a Taliqua man. They say he swung his sword around and threatened to decapitate his girlfriend last month. 
jeffrey wow. allen thompson 37 is charged with domestic assault with a dangerous weapon if convicted he could face up to 10 years in prison thompson was arrested in late january at the taliqua police and cherokee county sheriff's deputies were sent to east allen road for domestic disturbance taliqua officers arrived first and detained thompson after learning he allegedly threatened linda f watson with a sword Watson, 32, claimed she was awakened by Thompson, who was holding a sword at her throat and threatening to harm her. Thompson allegedly wanted to have sex with his girlfriend, but became upset and grabbed the sword when he she was when she turned him down. Watson said Thompson might have been intoxicated when he brandished the sword. Might have been. Mm-hmm. Okay. Before authorities arrived, uh, Thompson allegedly hit the sword under hit the sword under the mattress of a five year old child. Oh, Thompson was arrested for assault and police booked Watson for outstanding warrant in possession of drug paraphernalia. Watson was charged earlier this month. Did he clean the baby with bleach too after he stuck the sword on his Probably, head. probably. Seems like it. He was, he might have been watching bleach, all right. Thought it was Ichigo. Huh? Uh, Watson was charged earlier this month with misdemeanor account of unlawful possession of drug paraphernalia. No guess the race on this one, although that's clearly black. Yep. The man charged in sword attack in Vegas apartment. A dispute over drugs in an apartment east of Las Vegas Strip led to one man to stab another with a three-foot sword. Police, yeah. Re- yeah, that's long, man. That was very long. Police released the report Tuesday for 20-year-old Arion Crockett, who was charged with attempted murder, burglary, assault, and battery with a deadly weapon. According to the report, in, in, the incident happened February 5th in the apartment. Uh, victim Tedrick Jones and Lorraine DeSoto. Uh, their apartment. Police said in the report, Jones' ex-girlfriend and DeSoto's daughters, Crystalline DeSoto, 21, asked him to buy her marijuana when he was asleep in bed. The report oh. said Jones refused. DeSoto threw objects at Jones, leading oh. to a confrontation between the two. Uh, yeah, let's 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 get weed and and swords mixed together. Hi, yeah. Oh my God. This, Hi, and a sword. This is not going. We need good. to make a drug deal. DeSoto left and brought. <laughs> back her current boyfriend crockett and the man named leon just some random man named leon man no need to guess the race in this one either i haven't seen any pictures but if this ain't black people i will I don't eat know my what to tell you the soto seems like a latino yeah. name but leon arian yeah. with two a's uh yeah. come on this don't look too good and then what was the chick's names crystalline crystalline sound like a stripper name uh after <laughs> say what Chris, I said it does. Crystalline yeah. sounds like a, like. So and know. next, coming to the stage, Crystalline. At the cleaning solution or something. <laughs> Crystalline, it'll get your counters clean. Uh, after Jones told the two to leave him alone, Crockett in the report, uh, in the report, first grabbed a large kitchen knife, then decided in favor of taking a decorative medieval sword off the wall. Police said Crockett stabbed Jones through his right arm with the blade, exiting the other side and puncturing the right side of his chest. Damn, going for the kill. Police know that Jones is also armed with a sword and struck Crockett with the blade. Jones was able to shut the door of his bedroom from Crockett, who continued to try stabbing the victim through the door. The arrest report said... Crockett and Leon and DeSoto fled the scene. Jones and DeSoto's mother, who was also present during the incident, uh, identified Crockett as the person with the sword in the arrest, the arrest report. Said Crockett was arrested February 14th during the traffic stop. According to a report, Crockett admitted to the investigators that he stabbed the victim but was threatened by Jones, who had also been holding the blade. So this one wasn't tragic like uh, the story 
uh, like a tragic Valentine's Day event. <laughs> yeah, this one was a little different. Someone just got stabbed out. through the chest and the arm. So that's it. it. They lived. They survived. Um, you can guess the race on this one. Loveland, Colorado. A man was seriously injured over the weekend when the person he was fighting with, with attacked him with a sword. Oh, it happened in the Madison Apartments at 1223 in the a.m. Yep, Lo- sword time. Loveland police told 7 News the 38-year-old victim was hit in the forehead and on one hand with the sword. The victim had serious injuries but did not lose any limbs. Forehead. Yep. Joshua McElria, 33, was arrested on suspicion of felony assault, aggravated assault, and menacing with a deadly weapon. Guess the race. Mm, well, Colorado White. All right, let's take the chat room. Jose says Kitty K. What's up, Miss Crystal? Open the O face, says Leonard Brothers. Byron Long can wash his hands while giving this young Latin boy a back rub. No Elmo. Somebody's illegal. Ah. The lead character from Aww. any ninja movie in the 80s, Epic Mealtime White, Cartman, Ski Lift Operator, Zorro, Aficionado. The correct answer is... Wait, blacker than the underflap of Rick Ross's titty. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> the correct answer is white. It was a white dude. Um, all right, let's see. We got a couple more. Um, oh, yeah, this is a video. Let's see if we can play this. Two brothers in Kansas are in trouble with the law after celebrating a $75,000 lottery win in a rather bizarre way. The Inquisitor reports the brothers purchased enough marijuana and meth to raise the roof and accidentally blew up their house. (gasps) One brother had reportedly tried to fill a butane torch with lighter fluid and released gas that got ignited. The explosion actually sent the younger brother to the hospital. He had second-degree burns on his hands, face, and chest. He is in serious but stable condition. Still, a local police sergeant couldn't hold back while explaining what happened during a news conference. The butane vapors <laughs> cloud reached a pilot light in the... Why did he chuckle? Because <laughs> the shit's funny. He's like, did y'all notice that? He's like, these fucking idiots are... The butane... What a shit. <laughs> these guys oh, are too much. This is shit I've seen all day. I tell you. Furnace. And as you might expect, kaboom. Cake TV points out the two brothers were not the only ones affected by the blast. Wichita police say there were also children in the home at the time. Officers are still looking for the girlfriend who took the injured man to the hospital and the children. Indeed, the Wichita Eagle reports one brother was taken to the hospital by his girlfriend. She left him there. As for the other brother, officers went to the house with a warrant where the other brother ran out, admitting he had marijuana and methamphetamine. He was arrested. But while the situation was certainly serious, media couldn't help but poke a little fun. Newser writes the two decided to truly live it up and go for the Darwin Award while their luck was still hot. MSN adds, win the lottery and you can pay off bills and buy necessities or you can blow it all on a good time. WDAF even called the brothers dumb and dumber. The brother who was taken to the hospital was wearing a Kansas lottery t-shirt at the time of the explosion. For Newsy, I'm Lauren. He was wearing the t-shirt. So guess the race, Chris. Uh, bored white people. 
All right, let's check the chat room. Snitching on his damn self. White frat bro, frat boy, boy, broski butt chuggers. Too broken backward to even be down with the skinheads. White meth, whiter than Whoopi Goldberg's teeth. Yolo white. Do do it'll work. Watch white. Raise the roof. This jungle's bunnies. Uh, white enough to do a concert with a quote DJ, while the quote DJ is playing techno from his iPad. Some true sons of anarchy shit here, Cockazoy freebasing idiots. Fuck with me, bro. White. One who <laughs> drinks milk straight out of the cow titty. Mullet wear. <laughs> Megan's cousins and the color of Newports. The correct answer is white. Yeah. And the thing, the funny part, they said raise the roof shit. They really made, they really did that shit. They was like, we're going to really make the roof go off. How'd y'all know they were white? What'd y'all, what, what made you go with white, Chris? Wichita, Kansas. All right, Karen. Using the term "raise the roof," uh, I knew they were white when they said meth. I was, it was over. Said they got weed and meth. I said niggas don't do that. <laughs> they might, they, <laughs> they might do weed, but they ain't blowing up shit. Right. That oh, combination, yeah, honey. They'll smoke weed for days. They might do cocaine, but cocaine and crack don't blow shit up. Yeah, because situ- your mama ain't gonna have you in the house blowing shit up. What situation do you say I want to get r- weed and meth though? Like, that seems like an interesting day. Um, <clears throat> all right, this is the last one. Let's see if this is a news article. For decades, people have searched for Bigfoot, offering up large footprints, tufts of hair, and often questionable pictures and video to prove the mythical creature's existence. Well, right now, the Bigfoot community is on fire with claims from a controversial man who says he shot and killed a Bigfoot. Right? Don't you love that there's a Bigfoot community? Yeah, yeah. The Bigfoot community <laughs> like so again, they're they're white because if they can have a community about bigfoot people they have free time <laughs> lots of it right i like that whiteness is measured in free time on this show <laughs> <laughs> but that's a true statement niggas gotta work it's like white people just always have an hour to spare <laughs> The, the black guy who tips where whiteness is measured in free time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, if you got time to buy enough a weed and meth to blow your roof up, you white. Yeah. Like, that's how class is measured in America, in free time. Yeah. Like, that's how I measure it. It's like, if somebody says shit like, well, you know, I'll probably take another vacation next week. It's like, hmm, man, you must be doing pretty good, dog. Yeah. All this free time. Got time to do nothing. Yeah. Think I'll go back to school again. It's like, man. You make, Again? You making some money. Here in San Antonio, Tim Gerber talks to the man who says he bagged a Bigfoot and has the body to prove it. Bigfoot is 100% real. There's no question about that. Rick Dyer is a Bigfoot tracker. He claims he found and killed one here last year. I'm going to go down in history as the best Bigfoot tracker in the world. Dyer claims he lured the Bigfoot into a homeless camp like this one in the woods near Loop 1604 and 151. There had been numerous sightings of the creature here. Scared the hell out of me, I guarantee you. Joe Donahue came face to face with the beast. Yeah, yeah. They had to have interpretation. For those who don't understand what that man just said, he said, scared the hell out of me, I'll tell you. But it might have sounded like, talking that boom house. That's what they did on... It's uh, uh, Boom Hauer, Karen. Oh, Oh, Lord. I'm sorry, Chris. Say that again. They put subtitles on uh, Buckwild, that MTV show about the kids in West Virginia. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but that's that's all bullshit, though. Those people ain't really from there. 
Yeah, he. This is this man language. This is, uh, this is really a homeless man in the camp. Yeah, while he spit as tobacco. <laughs> I thought it was Satan himself. Dyer baited the same area and waited. Lo and behold, he came and started eating the pork ribs off the side of the tree. Dyer shot this cell. So he hung pork ribs on the side of a tree. Bigfoot. That was just a hungry, hairy motherfucker. Right. <laughs> it's just a homeless man. This dude killed a homeless man. <laughs> they happened to be hairy. He just needed a haircut. Like, yeah, he shaved in weeks. It could be hairy. It could be hairy from Harry and the Henderson, which would make everybody right. Phone video of the beast. He says he was so scared he froze and the Bigfoot left. But when it returned, he grabbed his gun. That's when... I shot about a Dyer wild gorilla. Reveal the body yet? The incident was allegedly filmed by a documentary crew, and he has to wait for the film to be released. But he has let one outsider view the body. It was quite big. It was quite large. Musky Allen claims to be a skeptic, but that's right. This man's first name is Musky. Musky. Now I don't know about you guys. I have a hard time placing any credibility in a dude whose first name, name is Musky. Musky. Yeah. Yeah, you named after the worst flavor of deodorant that we have to offer. Yep. But after so, seeing the... Say again, Chris. Probably Musky probably smells like somebody's disappointed dad. <laughs> has to get up early and go to work and put on some shitty cologne. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he smells like, he smells like uh, t- dreams deferred. Yeah. Dreams that stank. <laughs> the alleged body, he's a believer. I can tell you straight up, I believe what I've seen was an actual Sasquatch. Other skeptics aren't so sure. They point to Dyer's involvement in a 2008 Bigfoot hoax. He claimed to have a body then, but it was all a lie. Dyer insists this isn't a hoax. Once the film company releases their film, there will be no doubt in anyone's mind that Bigfoot exists. Tim Gerber, KSAT 12 News. His face even looks like he's lying. Uh, guess the race, though, uh, Chris. White. All right, let's check the chat room and see what they believe his race to be. Midget tossing dog kicking pale face, toothless pancake ass having meth making cheese cheeser, cheese chaser, musky ass seceding from the Union cracker, white black folks are descendants of monkeys, Stephen Richards, Wayne LaPriere, uh ah. oscar pistorius paranoid white someone who <laughs> prefers their prefers their breast milk with the pankest of nipples hillbilly still right fighting the civil war white get her done network get her done net redneck who shot the bigfoot deep in the woods for drinking his shine <laughs> yeah this whitey crazy one who has a pink flamingo and a tub in their front yard. Honey Boo Boo Daddy Sugar Bear. A purchaser of lawn gnomes. The correct answer is white. I don't think anyone missed that one. They've all been white, mostly. Except for like one or two, right? Yeah, I wish I had more variety. Yeah, Honey Boo Boo Sugar Daddy is probably extra white. At least, you know, throw you guys a, a, for a loop. Um, last story. Let's do this last one. Uh, Elaine Cook. And her boyfriend of 10 months went out last week for Valentine's Day, returned to her apartment, and then got into a fight. Uh-oh. This is one of the reasons I hate Valentine's Day. Uh, she asked him to leave, but he wanted to end the argument, so he leaned in for a kiss. That is when she bit his tongue off, Chris. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. 
bit his tongue off. Mm-hmm. Now the fifty-one-year-old. Now you know she was mad because that means no more oral sex for her. You know, at, at all. Now the fifty-one-year-old cook is charged with aggravated domestic battery and was held Sunday in lieu of a $100,000 bail. Assistant State's Attorney Eve Riley said the couple went back to Cook's apartment after going out Friday and began to quarrel. Riley said Cook's boyfriend went to put his shoes on after Cook asked him to leave. Then the boyfriend said they should stop fighting. Riley said he went to kiss her. You know, he was probably like, it's Valentine's Day. I fucked up. When she told you to leave, dog. This is a holiday about love. And, you know, we should overcome that. We just had a nice dinner. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry I was looking at our waitress's tits, but I'm here with you tonight. And uh, she was not trying to hit that. Yeah, she was like, okay. He went to kiss her, Riley said, but Cook bit off a large portion of his tongue. (laughs) Cook's boyfriend ran to a sink in the kitchen and Cook followed and threw the tongue at on the counter. Oh, shit. The boyfriend put it on a bag of ice, Riley said. And he and Cook's, he and Cook's roommate called 911. An ambulance took the boyfriend to the hospital, but doctors could not reattach the tongue because of an inadequate blood supply. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, guess the race of Elaine Cook? White. All right. Let's check the chat room and see what they believe the race to be. Hot-blooded Latina, old black woman who is tired of taking coon shit, <laughs> travels the world to get a discount on third world, world hookers, white, one whose leather ball, skin, and gums are all the same color. Oh, Lord. Oh, leather belt, skin, and gums. All right. Meth head Megan, one, one who would drill multiple holes in your ceiling to get his peep on. Oh, Lord. F Tina. I don't know what that means. Gene Simmons White, Seinfeld cosplayer. Uh, I've been there, Rosa. That's funny. I like that. <laughs> Fiery Latina and a Gandhi shit diaper cow fucker. The correct answer is a white woman. All right, man. It's been another episode of the Blackout Tips. Our sponsors were Shadow Dog Productions. Ten percent off for of everything on the site right now. Just put in the code TBGWT. And don't forget to also use the same code at adamandeve.com for 50% off of one item, uh, free DVDs, uh, free shipping, and a free sensual gift. Uh, check out my man, Chris, man. He's a hilarious dude. Um, you know, he's blowing up, man, right before our eyes. Uh, pretty soon he's going to be, uh, too you big know, for us, too big to come and do our show and stuff yeah. and forget about us and, you know, and we're not even, we're not even going to be mad at you. We'll be like, Chris, you're like, nah, uh, uh, speak, we're going to have to go through somebody yeah. to, speak to you. Like, uh, let me put it to my agent and then you can, you know, I'll see if I can do your little show. But, um, yeah, follow him on Twitter. He's at Chris Lamberth. Uh, he's chrislemmer.tumblr.com and Chris Lemmer's comedy on YouTube. Um, so make sure y'all check him out, man. Very funny brother and, uh, always, uh, finds time for us. And happy birthday, Chris. Happy birthday, sweetie. Thanks for letting me hang out with you guys. Nah, no problem. No, dude. thank you for hanging with us on your birthday, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, blackouttips.com. You know what to do. Donate. Leave comments, vote in the polls. Don't forget the tippies are still going on. Vote for your favorite guest. Yes, and all of that stuff. Uh, also, uh, five star reviews on iTunes. We appreciate everybody that does that. Uh, really makes uh, everything 
uh flow better with the show man and we read anything you have to say as long as it's five stars yep yep um and i think that's about it for now so until saturday and we do our feedback show i love you you too baby in this no doubt Death Row, Machiavelli. Just like daddy. Uh, I'll be the daddy. That's right. Uh, just like daddy. Hey, yeah. For the ladies. <laughs> Come on. Come with me in the time of book. Then it came so damn from the radio. Oh, wow. Know you're happy. I can feel you passion. Looking out for you just like daddy. Come on. Sunshine turns to rain. Baby, I can take away your pain. If you trust me, close your eyes. Feel the magic. Never need me. Like I met her when she was young, a real daddy died when she was younger. Her mom better do what she pleased to sing the one loved her. Her eyes shine and love, a diamond in the rough, the kind of truth and love. Not yet touched with so much potential. Youngster, let me guide your mental into a place where the sourness of pain you'll never taste. By God's grace, you was born with that face, nothing but pure beauty. So for an eternity, I feel it's my duty to be a soldier. Yeah, baby, got plans to mold you. In the coldest nights is when I hold you. Like I'm supposed to, as we grow closer, I'll take your hand gladly. Anything you need, ask me. Spoil my baby girl, girl just like the stress. Spending time with you, I feel blessed. When you gone, feel the pain so strong deep in my chest. When I got arrested, came so close to going to jail. Throwing blows at the popos, breaking your nails, screaming loud, going all out. Damn, I did. You stay locked down at mom's house, watching the kids do the whole bit in the VI. I see you daily. When my fake homies try to fuck you, you run and tell me. That's why I stay committed. I thank God every time I hit it, hoping you'll forgive me for the times I bullshit it. Me and you against the world, we untouchable. Screaming like you're dying every time I'm fucking you. You never had a father or family, but I'll be there. No need to fear so much insanity. And through the years, I know you gave me your heart. Plus, when I'm dirt broke and fucked up, you still love me. Come with me and the time will grow. Dedicate slow jams on the radio. I can feel your passion looking out for you just like daddy Come on, sunshine turns to rain Baby, I can take away your pain Trust me, close your eyes and feel the magic Never leave when you need me just Who like would you die for me? Down in my pistol, getting high with me sounds tougher than prison. But when you cry, I be your tissue. Back in the county, writing letters, how I miss you, giving you credit, apologetic, how I dish you. Get you for thinking like a minor, and on a level of the Sultana, daddy ready to wind you and dine your nation from total vagina and still be right behind your truth. Like just me and you, don't tell him what we can do. Getting high between the sheets, keep the shit right here, the streets. Putting Nikki's on your belly while we fucking on the beach. I love it when you nut up and grab me. I feel for you. Bad left, baby girl, just like that. Shorty, I let my hand out to help you. Lost soul, looking for shelter on a late night. Accept you, treat you good, won't disrespect you. My age is young, out of place, bitch. Calling days is done. From a Trixie to a Missy, you know I raised you, huh? Placed her under my wing, showed her how we swing. Now she rolling blunts for a king. One day labeled thug misses. The essence of my ghetto sisters, hugs and kisses. That's just for me to be a father figure. Just like daddy, just like daddy. Say hey.
throw your hands up with my sisters. Where my sisters at? Where my sisters? Where my sisters at? Where my sisters? Where my sisters at? Throw your hands like that. Come on. Where my sisters?